The PlayStation Showcase rumors are heating up, and I may have been wrong in my prediction about when it was going to land in relation to the fact that it may be too big for one show. The more I hear, the more I think they are actually going to have to space out the actual PlayStation Showcase from a state of play or some sort of a second showcase that they will be doing maybe with Summer Game Fest. We have Konami rumors and a window for when the showcase will allegedly land from a leak from Jeff Grubb that we'll be looking at. Beyond that, there is a crazy number of studios that may be finally ready to talk, and this could essentially lead to two shows. Now, I put all of the good information right here at the beginning, so you don't have to go searching for it. This is a live show. That's why it's a longer video, but I put the opening monologue here, so you don't have to go looking for it. Make sure you hit subscribe, the bell button, and that like button, so you don't miss out on the content. The anticipation for the PlayStation Showcase is increasing with rumors of a Konami-exclusive deal and now a potential date window that does not agree with my original predictions. With a mountain of potential property and studio inclusion, it's starting to feel like they will need two shows just to include everything. And that isn't even considering all of the hardware announcements that they will likely want to make or at very least speak to and remind us about. I want to break this into three parts. I do want to look at the Konami rumors and what that means. What does that mean for acquisitions? Is this going to be a continued theme? Is this going to restoke the fires of the Activision Blizzard debate? I have comments on that. Then, just what sort of games and hardware can we look forward to them talking about? There are so many studios that have gone very, very quiet and are seemingly ready to talk. Lastly, is this just too much for one show? When we talk about this, I want to look at what Jeff Grubb's latest info is and when the showcase might land. And since it doesn't line up with my own prediction, this may be in relation to the size of the showcase. Some are predicting that this showcase will be a huge moment as Xbox seems to be faltering and not looking very good in the public eye. As it stands, we may be entering what I am dubbing the Summer of Sony. And obviously, it is a thinner year for Sony with respect to first-party offerings, with Burning Shores and Spider-Man 2 being the only first-party offerings, but the announcements could be enough to satiate the audience to look forward to everything on the horizon. So let's look at the Konami rumors, because this is something that I know is going to be hotly debated. There's a lot of different pieces to this, but first, I just want to start with Metal Gear. InsiderGaming.com had the following to say. On the latest episode of Xbox Era Podcast, co-host Special Nick said, quote, Another game I've heard that might be at the PlayStation Showcase is the rumored Metal Gear Solid 3 remake. I've heard that it might be at this PlayStation Showcase, and it might also have some exclusivity with it. Then Jez Corden confirmed that he has heard similar things as well. He tweeted, Heard similar about Metal Gear exclusivity, or PlayStation, by the way. Many are linking this all the way back to the Silent Hill 2 announcement. According to Game Rant, in October of 2022, the announcement of the Silent Hill 2 remake as a PlayStation 5 console exclusive only served to fuel leaks about a Sony and Konami partnership. Now, in addition to that and the Metal Gear rumors, there are Castlevania rumors as well getting thrown into the mix. According to Game Rant, Jez Corden stated that he had heard Sony and Konami had made a deal involving Silent Hill, Metal Gear, and possibly 
a new Castlevania game. He tweeted and said, Heard Sony landed a deal with Konami for Silent Hill, Metal Gear, and maybe even a new Castlevania. And he put the little fire emoji. People are all of a sudden really in Sony's corner. It's kind of interesting. In any case, people are excited because it's Castlevania, right? That's a long-standing franchise. We even have a term in games now called Metroidvania, inspired by the classic games Metroid and Castlevania. Obviously, this is all causing concern for Xbox fans. More exclusivity for PlayStation is not going to help the Xbox cause. And it would further the impression that Xbox doesn't just struggle with third-party titles and relationships, but that it continues to struggle to land deals or titles with Japanese developers and publishers. While I get the frustration, some are also calling foul, but it's tough to make an argument after how poorly Xbox has performed. And on the heels of a Phil Spencer interview, making it very clear that console is not their primary focus. Inadvertent PS5 exclusives or extremely easy PS5 exclusives will likely be increasing on the horizon of the gaming announcements. It can't be hard to convince these companies to work with PlayStation as their console saturation estimates look to surpass the PS4. And a consistent narrative is forming that the PS5 is an easier platform to develop for. Even Digital Foundry is looking at a PS5 as the preferred platform for developers over PC. Regardless of how this shakes out, it will certainly be disappointing for Sony to seemingly have no pushback from Xbox in the coming years. I don't welcome that, by the way, even as somebody who leans toward the PlayStation titles as well as their business practices and how they've invested in their studios against what we've seen from Xbox. I actually think Sony's approach is better. I think we get better quality and better cadence. However, I don't want to live in a world where Xbox isn't pushing back at all. I don't think that's good for us. And I bought into the ecosystem. They've got a lot of great property and a lot of great titles that I want to see land really, really well. Namely, Starfield and Hellblade 2 are on the front of my list. But there's also Fable and Elder Scrolls and a host of other pieces of property that we really want to see land well from Xbox. In the wake of not getting third-party deals, at the very least, land those first-party titles well. Now, next up, that's just the Konami rumors. What about games and hardware? What could we see at the showcase in the category of first-party games especially, as well as all of the various pieces of hardware they may want to show off? There is a really, really great Reddit thread floating around outlining the 20-plus studios currently working on projects for Sony. Any number of these studios could be ready for a showcase or an announcement. Obviously, if all 20 of them or 20 plus of them show up, it'd be virtually impossible. You, you have to balance this. If you say- Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil too much people will generally forget a lot of what you've said you know imagine 20 different studios in a showcase you'd get a little exhausted and you'd forget probably the first half of the showcase by the time you get to the back half and there's a balance to it you want to end with the bang you want to start with the bang if you do too much you can sort of overwhelm the public you can overwhelm the press you give them too much to talk about but there are some that may show up as a surprise and i'm really pulling for one of these studios to show up and surprise us sucker punch 
it is assumed at this point that Ghost of Tsushima 2 is being made. They also have a job posting for a multiplayer project that showed up a while ago. Now, this could be linked to Ghost of Tsushima Legends and future aspects of the Ghost franchise. They seem to put a lot of work into Ghost of Tsushima Legends. I even argued that they could be using that as a testing ground to turn the next Ghost game into a live service game, mimicking what we saw in Valhalla and also having a sense of sort of online there's tiers of loot you're playing with other people i don't think legends was just some fun side project i think they really invested in it and did a lot of great things they tested something that many people thought would be impossible can you play a samurai game in a pvp environment can you play a samurai game in a co-op environment and have it be enjoyable and i think the answer is yes if you've played it it's really enjoyable so much so that they separated it from the main game and sold it as a second piece now this could be I think sort of the runway to a Ghost of Tsushima 2 announcement including multiplayer from the ground up would make me very very happy so I'm hoping that Sucker Punch is a surprise showing now Insomniac Games is a given they will be there if they weren't there it would be really shocking Spider-Man 2 will be one of the centerpieces of the showcase I would imagine we're going to get a lengthy look at gameplay if not a lengthy look at least a look at gameplay with maybe a state of play further down the road as we get closer to the Spider-Man 2 release date but there's also Wolverine And many people are speculating that Wolverine would be showing up next year, late 2024. The cadence from Insomniac being pretty impressive at this point. And I would imagine we might get a Wolverine trailer where we see his face. They haven't really shown us what he looks like yet. We could get an extended version of that cinematic trailer and the camera will pan up and we'll actually get to see what Logan looks like. So Insomniac will definitely be there to remind us of two of their most significant projects, especially since one is right around the corner. After that, I would imagine Naughty Dog will be one of the more likely showings there. They will want to show us factions, maybe give us a release date or a release window. I actually could see factions landing this year as a surprise drop to increase sort of the first party saturation for 2023. Seems that PlayStation sort of biding their time. Again, there's no real pressure for them to move right now. Xbox has more games coming this year, but they haven't had a very consistent start with Hi-Fi Rush being a smaller title, but a very successful one. And then Redfall literally falling on its face. So they may want to actually save their titles for when they're ready rather than rush them out. What a concept. Take notes, Xbox. Now, speculation about Bluepoint being there with the remake of Metal Gear or Castlevania maybe falling to Bluepoint according to the Konami rumors. This would obviously be pretty exciting given these rumors and all the smoke around Konami and the Metal Gear 3 remake as well as Castlevania coming from multiple sources. I would say that's pretty locked in. They're going to be there and a part of this in in some fashion. We'll obviously have to wait and see. Sony's going to want to play it cool with any acquisition discussion, though, given the Activision Blizzard comparisons. I'll talk about that in a moment. I know there's going to be comparisons there, and there just isn't any, but we'll talk about that in a brief moment. According to recent interviews, Gran Turismo 8 
is already in development by Polyphony Digital, so I don't know if there'll be a showing or maybe just a trailer announcing that maybe they intend to have Gran Turismo 8 show up in 2024. That would be a decent cadence. I don't know how fast they typically kick out their games. Never been a race game guy. I've never really played the racing games, but we do know that Gran Turismo 7 turned things around after some of the criticism of its microtransactions when it first launched and some of its live service uh, elements, and they do want to have those live service games, and Gran Turismo 8 could certainly be one of them. Now, there are rumors surrounding a Bloodborne 2 and a Bloodborne remaster. I don't care until I see it. Until I see somebody from FromSoft or Sony, whoever decides to do it and debut it, until one of them says it, shows it, and confirms it, anything about Bloodborne, I sort of throw over my shoulder because it's likely just somebody, you know, farming Twitter clout or, you know, Reddit clicks. All right, that's been sort of the case up to this point. Now, that's just seven. Okay, really quickly flew through seven of the potential studios that could come and talk out of the 20 actively working on projects. There will obviously be a section for hardware. I'm assuming the PSVR 2 will be showcased. They're going to want to really talk about that's potentially being pushed to retailers. That should help sales. Uh, There's reports coming out now about how successful the Horizon franchise has been and Call of the Mountain was a part of that. And the PSVR 2 sales when analyzed by people who actually know what they're talking talking about it's actually doing quite well so i would assume that they would want it to be there given there are many many games in development there was a video that came out from Eurogamer, i believe it was Eurogamer. i might be wrong it was 93 titles that had confirmed they were working on something for psvr2 some of the titles in that video when i watched it actually had switched from developing for other platforms to developing for the PSVR 2. Sony winning the development war right now. So many developers flocking to build systems for them as opposed to the competitor. Then there's the unified skew, SKU, unified skew of the PS5. They're going to get rid of the disk drive version. There'll be one version. It'll be the digital version. This will drive production costs down, which could lead to a price decrease in the future. It'll at least help them drop the price if the PS5 Pro rumors are to be believed. We'll probably hear about the PS5 Pro next year, but this year they'll talk about, hey, we've unified it. We've got this detachable disk drive if you want it, and that will obviously help them keep their own cost down which will then speed up distribution and help them hit those really really big projections that they have and we can't forget about the potential of the PlayStation Q-Lite handheld announcements. Given all of the predictions and the talk about cloud recently in cloud gaming, Sony may be leaning in at just the right time with a device that allows you to play remote play to your PS5 or any games that are available on the cloud. They do have quite a bit. And then they could make versions that are available on the cloud if your PlayStation 5 is not available. But we have heard from other people that remote play is as good, if not better, than cloud games because it's using less infrastructure it's basically just connecting to your ps5 at home rather than having to route through various servers so and again i'm just speaking sort of ignorantly there i've heard that from different people and different sources that actually remote play could be very very reliable as compared to most cloud gaming experiences so sony could really want to press that and say hey cloud gaming's on a rise let's get this handheld as a part of the showcase so 
why am I saying that this may be too much for one show? That's kind of the last part here is this is just seems too much for one show. There's too many studios, too many games, too many things to talk about. First and foremost, what is Jeff Grubb predicting? Thanks so much, Jeff. We wanted to wait to talk about this, but he lit the world on fire with this little thing from his Discord. And you can see there at the tippity top of the image, it says the week of May 25th for the PlayStation Showcase. Thank you again, Jeff. We, we had to cover this. I wanted to wait until there was confirmation from Sony, but this was unavoidable. Everybody's talking about it, right? You can see the PlayStation Showcase landing in a spot where I did not predict. I was consistently saying June 1st. Given their involvement with Summer Game Fest last year, they went live on June 2nd, which was also a Thursday, and it was sort of a state of play, and they put the Summer Game Fest logo and everything on their announcements. Now, there was nothing else really official about their involvement with Summer Game Fest. It was very, very minimal with respect to their involvement, all right? I really saw them kick off June with your showcase. Everybody's going to go quiet because you don't want to talk before Summer Game Fest. You're going to say, hey, we're going to be there, but you're not going to be able to show anything. Developers, publishers, they're going to keep their cards close to their chest while they wait for Summer Game Fest. Well, that would mean that Sony could dominate the first week of June. June is sort of seen as E3 time, and E3's canceled, so that's E3 time. That's a great time to be the only person talking and outlining all of your stuff. So I thought, man, June 1st is a great date for the Sony PlayStation Showcase. However, the more I've looked at the monsoon of potential announcements and the more that I think they might want to sell separate the showcase from the month of June. They did a big future of gaming PS5 showcase also in June 4th in 2020, and last year they kicked off Summer Game Fest, so it seemed like there was like a pattern here. But their PlayStation showcases in 2020 and 2021 landed in September. And we know that they like to go off and do their own thing. I think we're going to get last year's showcase sort of jammed into another one, making it one of the biggest PlayStation showcases that they have ever done, which is why I think they might have decided to separate it from June. Jeff Grubb even qualified what he meant by the week of May 25th. He said, I said week of May 25th because that's probably the latest of the week it could happen, but it could happen earlier. I just don't want to say week of May 21st and then people get mad when it doesn't happen on a Sunday, right? So it could happen even before uh, the week of May 25th. The, the weekend of May 25th is a holiday weekend, so it'd be a weird time to do it right before then. I don't know if that'd be a great time for marketing. Holidays tend to disrupt attention because people are traveling, cooking out, grilling out, doing other things. So disrupting attention would be a huge problem with your marketing if you know nobody's paying attention. Now, Sony's pretty big. Sony's also global. They might not really care about you know an American holiday, but the showcase landing in mid to late May which would then focus on phase two of the PS5, that would give them the ability to talk about big picture things, big first party releases, third party releases, hardware announcements, anything else that they think really sets the stage for phase two. And then they could do a state of play with Summer Game Fest the next month. Basically, don't leave a vacancy You don't want to have literally no presence during Summer Game Fest. Like, you do your big showcase in May, and then everybody starts talking in June, and you're kind of a distant memory. That's just kind of how marketing works. That's how top-of-mind marketing works. You want to be on everybody's minds. So, whatever is left over, whatever is sort of overflow. So, basically, I think 
the showcase is so stacked and so busting at the seams, they will use June and Summer Game Fest as overflow. Something we know about Sony marketing is they like to space out their state of plays, their blogs, their game pushes. Like, for example, they waited to talk and show really God of War Ragnarok until Last of Us Part 1 Remake was out. There have been many times we've even kind of felt like, man, Sony, you're so quiet, you're not saying enough. I would imagine giving what happened last year the showcase is likely going to be a non-stop tour de force they basically kicked last year's showcase into this year which means it will be very very stacked and they could even use summer game fest to sort of quickly hey remember our showcase remember all of our announcements you know hit a couple of the trailers hit a couple of the high points like final fantasy 16 and spider-man 2 and then their involvement with Summer Game Fest would be a little bit more tenuous, just like last year. It would basically just be a state of play. Either way you shake this, Sony's been quiet for a very long time, and fans expect a killer showcase in light of how long they've had to wait for any major announcements. A showcase so big that it would need a second show is certainly something that would sway consumer confidence even more firmly behind Sony. It would seem that Phil Spencer lit the runway lights for a summer dominated by PlayStation, not just from a potential console loyalty swing, but with the showcase comparisons as well. He said he didn't want to oversell the showcase, and if the rumors and the rumblings are true, PlayStation stands to win another face-off with Xbox, and this time, it would be a showcase and not a console war. So, let me give you my thoughts and my conclusions, all right? (laughs) If the Konami rumors turn out to be true in any measure, it'll be another harsh blow to the Xbox consumer base, and it will no doubt restoke the fires about Activision Blizzard, but the comparison is laughable. Microsoft has $70 to spend, and they could likely spend more on deals with companies like Konami if... They would come to the table. But the problem is, who would want that deal? It's clear that big spending can't save an ecosystem that's dead set on hurting itself. From the decision to launch the Series S to all the failures of the Xbox One generation, winning big third-party deals was never on the table for this generation of Xbox. Especially not in light of the recent info coming out about the PlayStation 5 being preferred by developers. Activision wanted to be purchased. It had nothing to do with putting their games on Game Pass or in the Xbox ecosystem. They're on record as actively avoiding Game Pass because of what it does to sales. Everyone else seems to be avoiding Xbox. And given their big drop in hardware sales and the split between their console power between the S and the X, it isn't hard to see why. And Phil Spencer just did an interview sealing this generation's fate as not just being second fiddle, but resolving to last place. This will make third-party relationships significantly challenging, which makes even greater sense of the Bethesda acquisition and the state of Redfall. Companies don't want to work with Microsoft on exclusivity deals, and the only path to seemingly get them is through brute force acquisition spending. I believe that Bethesda was on a road to constantly putting their games on one-year exclusivities with Sony, and Microsoft stepped in to help stop the bleeding. It was an act of desperation, as is the Activision Blizzard deal. 
They can't get third-party deals because nobody wants to be on their ecosystem. Their console footprint is small. Their digital library continuity is great with backwards compatibility, but as Phil Spencer said, they lost the worst generation to lose. So third-party companies are looking at the PlayStation 5 saturation as well as the architecture and what they can do with the hardware, and they're saying that's the place to be. The second thing I want to say, Sony seemingly has so many irons in the fire and so many studios working on projects that one showcase won't be enough to hold it all. Between the potential involvement of Konami, a long line of first-party games, and hardware announcements, it'll be interesting to see what doesn't make the cut. And even more interesting to see how it plays into Summer Game Fest and the rest of the summer events and announcements. Here's my conclusion. It really does feel like PlayStation is about to land the death blow. For many, it already happened in the Xbox One versus the PS4 era. And others, it just sort of happened with Redfall and a depressing Phil Spencer interview. But anybody holding out hope, PlayStation seems primed to seal the coffin shut on the fight between them and Xbox. And I'll be honest, this may not bode well for the future. Xbox's failings don't justify hamstringing PlayStation from making more deals. Certainly doesn't mean that they're just allowed to buy their way out of this to disrupt market and revenue streams for their competitors. But it certainly doesn't give me confidence or good feelings with respect to all of the great property that Microsoft owns. I want a future where Microsoft fights back with their own studios and their own property because they have a lot. But... As it stands right now, the summer won't be a time where the pendulum even nudges back in their direction at all. And that simply isn't something to celebrate, which makes the impending summer of Sony bittersweet. And that's the show open. Uh, is it just me? Lono didn't mention either Santa Monica or what Bungie is doing. I just highlighted a couple of studios. I didn't highlight all of them. I said there's 21 studios allegedly working on stuff. I just highlighted seven to say, if just these seven show up, that's a massive show, right? Like, all 20-plus can't show up. That would be absolutely bonkers. So, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Thank you guys for being here. We got 14 people watching on Kick. Consider becoming a subscriber over there and supporting my efforts to stream on Kick. If you're over here on YouTube, make sure you have smashed the like button. Let's get the member goal going. And we got the Dark Roast back in stock. And it is in the beautiful new bags. So thank you guys so much for being here. Over 800 people here. We should easily, easily have closing in on 400 likes. So pump that like number up. It helps more people find the channel. And thank you guys so much for supporting everything that we have done. You are very, very close. You are very, very close uh, to a milestone on the members, by the way. 11 months from Reaper. Thank you so much, Reaper. Welcome back in. Thank you for supporting the channel and doing a member plus. Uh, we we got very, very close to the stretch goal of 4,000 members. Let me give you a member count because it fluctuates every day. 36.33. So you're still within reach of it. You're within 300-something members. Raijin gifted a member over here on kick to Shiny Red Flag. We have 268 VIPs on YouTube as well. YouTube, you're going to take that. You're going to let Kick gift the first member of the day. Good morning, Twisted Sin. How are you? 9.58 p.m. here in Australia. Good to see you. Don't forget about third-party exclusive stuff like Rise of Ronin, Death Stranding, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, and Pragmata. Yeah, like, I didn't want to say too much because like, there's so much to say. 
right? Brap said this AM he's selling his Xbox and ending his Game Pass sub. Yo, Lewis comes in and says, I cannot abide that. We can't let Kick have more gifted members on the day than us. That's five for YouTube. Thank you so much. It goes to Work and Lurk, uh, Claude O. Uh, Jace, uh, Cool Picks, and Kid. You guys all got gifted members. Any every twenty five members, I have to give five back. And if you guys can slam home over three hundred members, I gotta shave the beard. We'll hit four thousand members, which is insane that we're even that close to that stretch goal. I set it that high because I didn't think that it would happen. Um, wasn't Brad a PlayStation Home beta tester back in the day? I don't know. I mean, I have an Xbox Series X, and I'm I'm anticipating not needing to use it all that much. Yeah, the latest blog from Horizon and Gorilla, Horizon as an IP has absolutely crushed it. I mean, just absolutely crushed it. It's so impressive. All these people talking about, you know, flops and this and that, and it's just so clear. PlayStation's properties are doing very, very well. Lewis making a statement, that's right. I tried canceling my Game Pass up yesterday, but my Xbox didn't want to connect to my Wi-Fi, so I gave up. Guys, if you're hanging out this morning and you're enjoying the show, make sure you're doing all of the things. I want to hear from you in chat, so make sure you're a subscriber. You can talk in my chat as long as you're a subscriber. I want to hear what you think about this showcase. Number one, do you think they're going to do two, right? Do you think they're going to do two? I think they're going to have to do two shows, basically. A showcase in May, and then they're going to have to kick Overflow to June. They'll be doing something with Summer Game Fest. There'll be some sort of a Sony state of play. But the Sony PlayStation Showcase 2023 is basically going to have to combine Showcase from last year and whatever Showcase they would have done this year into one. Generally speaking, the pattern is that the Sony PlayStation Showcase lands in September, and this is obviously earlier than that. But that doesn't mean they don't have an insane amount of things to talk about. This is basically going to be PlayStation 5 Phase 2. I say make it huger. I definitely think there's a balance, though. I think you can go too hard. If you you announce too many things, if you show too many things, you work against your own interest, right? I'm kind of hunched over. There we go. I had my mic. I was just naturally being like drawn to my mic. And then I saw my posture in the second camera. I was like, I look like an idiot. Um, uh, it's too much for one show, says Casual Grinder. Silver Subaru says, at this point, the only newer game system I'm looking at is a PS5. It seems like they have the best offerings for games. And that makes me sad that Xbox has fallen so far down phantom of the night says i forgot to cancel my game pass trial and now i have another month on the plus side i have an excuse to finish hi-fi rush my daughter beat it it was a really really great game every once in a while i helped her play it and i thought it was very enjoyable if i had more times for if i had more time for video games i would uh, i would definitely play hi-fi rush i would it's the kind of game that i would have completed i think it's the biannual because of summer game fest Oh, I think it'll be biannual because Summer Game Fest and the Game Awards have become the mainstays of gaming shows each year. I just hope that they space everything out. Too much can be overloading. Well, and here's the thing. If this is supposed to be sort of like Phase 2 for PlayStation, they may not want to put certain things in this because they know they can do that at Summer Game Fest. Think about it. Do they really need to show a whole bunch of Spider-Man 2 at this showcase? I don't think they do. I think they need to remind everybody about it, show some gameplay, drop a release date. That's it. And then you can do maybe a deeper dive. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. 
So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. I've at Summer Game Fest or maybe do a summer uh, maybe do a state of play later on. Give it give it its own state of play, right? If, if they do that, then that makes some space because I think everybody was just assuming that like Spider-Man 2 was going to sort of take over elements of the showcase. But is that really necessary if you're dealing with, I mean, a game that we know is going to do very well? If you're dealing with another opportunity to talk in June, I, I don't know. This This showcase could go a little bit different than I originally thought. They could zoom out way more and say big picture this is the future of the PlayStation ecosystem. This is the future of the PlayStation platform. Start with Spider-Man 2, end at Summer Game Fest with Factions. They got the concept last year. Yo, I haven't seen you in a while. UK Stobbs of the 5 spot. Do you think there'll be much on the live service games they are working on? Hope you and the fam are doing great. Thank you, UK Stobbs. I mentioned that in the show open. I said there's 20-something studios currently working on projects. Some of those are multiplayer projects. Some of those are likely live service games. We may get a release date for Gran Turismo 8. I think Gran Turismo 8 could be next year, and that could be one of the live service games that they're planning on releasing. Noberto hits two whole years as a member, gets a red badge, and it's a VIP membership. Crazy to think it's been two years. Happy to see how well things have been going, homie. Thank you so much, Noberto. I don't want to see another thing on Spider-Man 2. I'm already sold, and I don't want any story beats. I understand, and I resonate with that next doc. Like, the idea of, like, yeah, you don't really need to show me anything else. I'm already sold. I get that. Is the showcase confirmed? I mean, it's all but confirmed. We know they're going to do one. That we, we, we've, we, There's too many rumblings about it for it to not happen. Jeff Grubb basically came out yesterday and said... It will land at the latest, in, in from what he's hearing, May 25th. The week, the week of May 25th. Now, keep in mind, he's saying that other sources, other leaking sources are saying that they're hearing the PlayStation Showcase is going to land late May, early June. I kept saying that June 1st is, the, is a killer date. It sounds good. It's crystal clear to everybody that you're kicking off the month of June. Because everybody looks at June as like, that's E3 time, right? That's that's when we hear about video games. And if you hear Sony PlayStation Showcase 2023 June 1st, it's like, okay, they're kicking off the month. The other advantage to June 1st that I've said very, very many times, is that Summer Game Fest starts on June the 8th. What that does is is that gives Sony prime time dead marketing zone. Like, nobody's going to be talking. Everybody's going to be keeping their cards close to their chest. All the gameplay, all the trailers, all the announcements, all those companies, all those publishers and studios and Xbox, they're not going to be saying anything other than tune in on this date, tune in on this date. So Sony would get to dominate the gaming press for an entire week. Now, there's other ways to look at this. As I said in my show open, it's been so long and Sony has been frustratingly quiet that they might have too much to say for one show. 
you know, if, if they've got way too much to show, then you could be looking at a showcase mid to late May, and then they also do a state of play, and they include themselves in Summer Game Fest, because they don't want to abandon June. Think about it this way. If Sony is indeed doing the PlayStation Showcase in May, that might be a mistake to completely abandon June. Because June is going to be jam-packed with announcements. So they blow they blow their huge show up and, oh yeah, May, everybody's screaming Sony. And then you end up in June and you don't hear anything from Sony. You hear from all these other developers. You hear from Xbox. You hear from Nintendo. There's the Starfield showcase. I think that would be a mistake to like basically just go quiet in June. Yeah, and then they got really cheeky on Twitter. They said in case of in case of broken glass emergency and there's like a there's like a, a monster showcase behind the character. PlayStation's getting cheeky. They're like, "Oh yeah, we got a showcase for you." Um, Sony, show me all that you can. At this point, I think there's a lot of PlayStation fans that feel that way. They're like, "Dude, just talk to us." Can you just tell us what's going on? Can you say something? I think there is a subset of the PlayStation fan base that's annoyed. They're they're irritated. They're like, "Come on, man. We've been waiting and waiting and waiting. It, it's it's time it, it's time to talk." Gran Turismo 7 is basically a perfect racing game. They don't really need to make a new one. Oh, they don't need a new game for a while. I mean, I I just know that there's confirmation they're working on Gran Turismo 8. If I was Sony, I would move the main showcase for the first week of June or Thursday, June 15th. So you think either kick off June or come in after everybody's done talking, right? Will Frito, think about this. You just put an idea in my head. They could do their showcase in May because Sony likes to do their own thing. Think about their annual showcase typically landing in September. That's that's not what everybody else is doing, right? Like they they do they typically do their showcase in September. So I could see what they would do is they would say, well, we don't want to be in June. We do our own thing. Since they broke from E3, what 2019 was the first year they weren't there because I was there hosting and Sony wasn't there. I was a part of uh, the Purple Platform's main stage interview process, and they weren't there. And ever since then, they've kind of gone off and done their done their own thing. So they could say, hey, we're going to do our own thing in May, and then they slap a state of play on the 15th. The fi- like, oh yeah, everybody's done talking. Your summer game fest is over. That's cute. Starfield, that's adorable. All right, here's a state of play. And they just focus on Spider-Man or something. Like, they just drop a state of play for anything that's overflow. Anything that they didn't really get to showcase as lengthily as they wanted. I think they come out totally swinging for the fences just as huge as they can make it. But there's a balance. I agree that the showcase is going to be insane. There is a balance. The balance is if you say too much, you end up hurting yourself. You end up almost muting yourself to the audience because people get to the end of the showcase. They're like, I don't even remember the first game they talked about, right? It's like when you go to the movie theater. I went and saw the the Mario movie with my kiddos and our friends, and there were so many trailers, I forgot the first couple of trailers. There were so many. Like, they've really put a lot more trailers when you go to see the movie theater. And that's fine. I love movie trailers. Movie trailers are almost a part of the experience of going to the theater, right? 
you get to see trailers that you know back in the day there was no you know go to YouTube and watch a trailer or open up Twitter and watch a trailer it was if you wanted to see movie trailers you had to either catch it on television as a commercial or see a bunch of them at the movie theater so you know movie theater trailer experiences are great however when I went and saw the Super Mario Brothers movie with my kiddos I was like oh my gosh that was like trailer number nine like how many more trailers are there going to be so you can't overwhelm the audience and the public I don't think they want to go too hard I went and saw Guardians this weekend there was 35 minutes of trailers do you see what I'm saying like you you go to the movie theater like oh yeah the movie starts at 1230 no it doesn't the movie probably starts closer to one o'clock and this is similar I think because trailers and gameplay and announcements, they can start to step on each other's toes. Guys, huge turnout for the day. Over 900 people here. What an incredible number. UK Stobbs wants to jump in as a VIP. Thank you so much, UK Stobbs. Over 900 people hanging out. Man, where are my likes at? With that many people here, we should have so many likes. Take pride in the turnout and take pride in that like number. Let's see where we are on VIP count with uh, with UK Stobbs jumping in. 200 169 VIPs every end of the week on Friday I do an unfiltered debrief with my producer it gives you a behind the look scenes about what's going on it's not safe for work that's a great reason to upgrade to VIP that's too much yeah if you're right and the showcase is too big for one show then I could probably see them do part one in May and part two in September I I, I can't see them Edward I cannot see them skip June I can't see it. Like skipping June seems weird to me. You d- if 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 your competitor is talking, no matter what you think about Microsoft and the Xbox and their current standing in the market, no matter what you think, I'm here to tell you, you don't go quiet in June and let Nintendo and Microsoft have all the fun. Thrifty says, give me light roast or give me death. Guys, Thrifty tried out the light roast last night. He was telling how much he liked it. Zach ordered some coffee, a bag of Frickmas, and a bag of dark. Guys, go try out the dark roast in the new bag. Man, it's, this thing is kicking. The flavor is so, so good. It is so, so smooth. Also, consider something. The light roast and the Frickmas are on sale. If you go grab a triple threat, all three flavors, it's super, super low right now because we're trying to move through the old inventory. Creature says, Showcase May, State of Play Summer Game Fest, State of Play in July, hit everyone from every angle. Yeah, you just don't, like, in my opinion, Sony's been quiet for long enough. It's time to start talking. And don't shut up at this point. That's what I would do if I was Sony. I just wouldn't go quiet. I would just keep going. Dark Rose is my personal favorite. Thank you so much. Also, remember, you can become a member. You guys don't have to wait for gifted members. The dollar sign at the bottom of the chat or the join button. You can become a member for five bucks. Every day I debrief with members. It's behind the scenes. It's a discussion. We have a members only discord. We had a great stream last week. My wife tried Redfall. It was hysterical. You don't want to miss it. If you become a member today, you can go watch the past broadcast. Jay Murph's going to jump back in as a member. It's a member plus for 11 months. Bring that you said, oh, being that you said this could be Sony giving the death blow to Xbox, then wouldn't they want to show as much as possible? Listen, it's not about showing as much as possible. It's about having a good show. Right? If 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 you just show as much as possible, it could damage the show. Do you understand what I'm saying? I, I, I think if you focus on a good show, you're going to limit what you end up bringing to the showcase. 
the PlayStation Showcase can't just be like a two and a two and a half hour tour de force of trailer after trailer after trailer. A ten dollar tip from James Tiberius Kirk: Trailer for Star Wars nineteen seventy six. I was there, nine years old. Looking forward to Armored Core six and Zelda gaming for forty five years. You're never too old. Stay fit, stay healthy. Peace, Lono. Thank you, James Tiberius Kirk, for the ten dollar tip. I greatly appreciate it so so much. And thank you for supporting the channel. Everybody else with super chats, with gifted members, all the support lately has just been insane. It's so good to see big turnouts for members' content. Uh, guys over here on Kick are talking about. Oh yeah, you guys are talking about the 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 remote play. Yeah yeah yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn seven point six million after one year. Forbidden West. 8.4 million after one year so it surpassed the sales of the first game of a year like Horizon Zero Dawn's at 10 million in two years right um it's now at 23 or 24 million after six years that's insane that's insane Horizon Forbidden West has got a fourth of the first game sales already after one year Ghost of Tsushima closing in on 10 million after two years God of War 10 million after one year 23 million as of November uh, God of War Ragnarok, 11 million in three months. Gee, many Christmas. Their first party titles are just crushing. Car Doc Ren coming in with five gifted members. He says, all right, guys, if no one's going to jump in, we'll drag you in. We're going to make you a member. Welcome in the Truth Chief Keys, Dario Wallace, Jake Lightning, and Cuckleberry Finn. And my man Dynamite, Dynamite Black jumping back in with a 10-month membership. Autobots or Decepticons love the shirt. Thank you very much. This one is from 80s Tees. If you ever like the shirt I'm wearing, head over to 80s Tees and use code LONO. It'll give you a nice discount. What's good, Free J Free? I just asked someone on Twitter why uh, he was selling his Series X. Uh, what about your digital library? He only has Game Pass, so owner no ownership of games. Or he can just play them on PC if they're PC Game Pass. Keep crushing it, homie. 18 months from Tiger 2 Actual. Welcome back. I appreciate that. Uh, a new gifted member from DK Baker. He pushes us to that odd number of 11. That's beautiful. That makes it hard to hit 25 right on the nose. Good man, DK Baker. Taking one for the team. One gifted member to Andrew Bazelli. I think PlayStation needs to have a great show and the show that the games that are coming out this year and need to have some hardware announcements. All right, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We just got the 400 likes, so thank you guys so much for doing that. Thanks, Rockin' Hard Dude, for an, for letting everybody know they need to do that. Listen, I want to know what you guys think of these Konami rumors. Because you know what this is going to do, right? You know what this is going to do. A scary Friday night game for Madam. I'll have to just put that in, um, I'll put that in the, I have a Madam Games room in the Discord where I just save stuff. I'll, I'll check that out later. This is going to restoke the Activision Blizzard debate. Oh, so Sony's allowed to do it, but Xbox isn't, right? Because, obviously, Konami and Activision Blizzard are the same. Anyways, the Konami rumors, let me catch you guys up on the Konami rumors. There's layers, there's layers to the rumors, alright? Metal Gear Solid 3 Remake PlayStation exclusive. That's what the rumor is. There's even more to it than that. The guy on Xbox era said he heard that's coming. It'll be a part of the showcase. Then Jez Corden says, I heard the same thing. Jez Corden said he heard more than that. He heard that PlayStation 
and Konami cooked up an exclusivity deal that includes Silent Hill, Metal Gear Remake, and a possible Castlevania game. Okay, there's layers to this, there's levels to this, right? Sony got their foot, yeah, it's not looking good. PlayStation Showcase 2023, two hours more. It's gonna, it, yeah, it's gonna be, a, it's gonna be such a long show. And limited time deals are the same as acquiring massive parts of the industry. That's right. Yes, exclusivity deals are the same as buying ABK. Bro, you are so lopsided on what they mean by Sony is allowed to do it. Is that they can buy multiple third party deals and basically have the game represent them when they have no first party? Okay, and your point. Who said it was all about having a first-party competition? Microsoft is the one that shot their own boat. They lost in the Xbox One era. And then they entered this era with the Series S. They made themselves very unappealing to third-party companies. That's not on Sony. That's on Xbox. What do you mean I'm lopsided? Cat coming in with 26 months, and it's a VIP. Welcome back, Cat. It absolutely boggles my mind how a company the size of Sony is outworking a trillion dollar company. That's what I'm saying. Like, Microsoft has so much money. It's on them. Do you want to know why they can't secure these third-party deals? It's not lack of money. The only way Microsoft is snagging third-party at this point is through brute force acquisition. They couldn't get Bethesda exclusivity deals. Do you want to know why? Nobody wanted to be on their system. I don't want to be on your system exclusive. Look what happened to Tomb Raider. No. Okay, well then we'll buy you then. Bethesda's doing one-year exclusivity deals with Sony. There's a pattern emerging. Deathloop, Ghostwire. They were allegedly in talks to do it with Starfield. I'm going to say they were probably doing the same thing with Redfall. Microsoft steps in and says, nope, nope, nope. We're putting a stop to this. We're just going to buy Bethesda. We can't get companies to work with us. We can't get third-party exclusivity deals. Fine, we'll just buy the companies. And then they're doing the same thing with ABK. They're doing the same thing with ABK. They're like, well, nobody wants to work with us, so we'll just buy the company. We'll just buy the property. Activision's on record as saying, we avoid Game Pass. It's cannibalistic to sales. The only reason the quote Xbox has no games is because of first party? No. No, it's not. Not now it's not. Their first party offerings last year were terrible, but their third party offerings are non-existent. Nobody wants to work with them. They get multi-plat games, but they're not getting third-party exclusivity deals. Why would you want to limit yourself to their platform? Look at their platform. Look at their hardware sales. Look at the fact that you've got to develop for two consoles, one of them with a memory bottleneck. Microsoft did that. Nobody else did that. That's their fault. They have to wear that. They're the ones that chose to enter this generation hamstringing their console power. That was their choice. Hey, everybody, you want to work on next-gen titles? Great. You have to optimize for two systems over here. What? Have you ever spoken to a developer in your life? Why'd you do that? What? What? Why would you do that? Stop acquisitions and start making games. No face over with a $2 Super Chat tip. Their platform is huge. They certainly can't make compelling offerings. Third-party deals are going to everybody else. First party is terrible, and they fail to obtain third-party exclusive to fill in the gaps. 
Right. Everybody wants to bash Sony this year for having a thinner year. Oh yeah, you get a DLC and you get Spider-Man. Yeah, we also get Final Fantasy 16. Like, come on. Come on. Like, I'll admit, I admitted this in my Sony PlayStation Phase 2 video. I said, it's a thinner year for PlayStation. It is. It's a thinner year. They seemingly backed off a little bit. They launched the PSVR 2, they launched Call of the Mountain, they launched Burning Shores, and then they've got Spider-Man 2. That's a little thin. I expect a little bit more, you know. Where's you know, But then they've got the third-party stuff going on. That's how they gap-fill. Microsoft can't gap-fill with third-party because nobody wants to limit themselves to the Xbox ecosystem. Microsoft made themselves very unappealing to third-party companies. Why? They made their ecosystem wrapped up in Game Pass. Look at all the commentary from double A's and indies about, like, Jez Corden literally wrote an article about this, and he said that independent developers and AAA develop not AAA, double A developers and indie developers, they're skeptical of Game Pass. Because that's the only way to be successful on the Xbox ecosystem. So Microsoft basically says, if you want to be successful on our ecosystem, you have to go into a funnel that is antithetical to sales. Oh, and by the way, your game has to run on an old-gen system, basically. Have we? Se- have you guys seen the reports about Hogwarts? Go look at the tech breakdown of Hogwarts and try not to like, like have your jaw dislodge. Hogwarts Legacy runs better on old-gen systems than on the Series S. Third-party developers are going to pay attention to that kind of thing. Who wants to ink a deal with that ecosystem? Who? Oh, yeah, man. Trying to blow the doors off next-gen graphical performance. Can't wait to make our game for the S. No, they're not going to want to do that. Jess Corden's a journalist. He has nothing to do with Microsoft. He's doing his job. I didn't say he had anything to do with Microsoft. And you're right, he is doing his job. He's speaking to developers that are like, we're we're skeptical of Game Pass. We're skeptical of Game Pass. That's on Microsoft. They chose to do that. It was their choice. That was their business strategy. Instead of heavily investing in their studios and cranking out undeniable first-party games, they went with Game Pass. They went with Game Pass. Our games don't invoke purchase. So let's go sub-model. Let's go value model. Right? We're not going quality. We're going, we're going, we're going price. We're not giving people the high quality, so let's give them the price. You're going to save money. Ten bucks a month for all these games. Don't you see? Here we go again, bashing Xbox. I'm not bashing Xbox. I'm saying, what do you expect third-party companies to do? I'm irritated as an Xbox consumer. They made all these bad decisions, and and now they can't get third-party deals. That's That's irritating. Yo, James Tiberius Kirk coming in with five gifted members. He pushes us to 16 members on the day. Every 25, I give five. You gonna play Final Fantasy 16? I'll play it the day it comes out. Yeah, I probably won't play it at length, though. It's not my kind of game. Yo, what's good, goddess? Good to see you. Hope you and Vengeance are good. This is getting repetitive at this stage. Same thing every day. Then freaking leave. We're talking about the Sony PlayStation Showcase. And they secure this deal with Konami. 
and I'm literally being honest with you. I'm like, it, that this this doesn't bode well. This doesn't bode well. I don't want a summer of Sony. I want a summer of video games. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? As a video game fan, as someone who enjoys video games, I don't want a summer of Sony. I want a summer of video games. And Phil Spencer's like, I'm not going to overhype the showcase. I'm like, oh my gosh, okay. I'm not going to overhype the showcase. I'm not going to oversell the showcase. Okay. And then and then the Sony PlayStation showcase is prized to walk out and send one more loud and clear message. If Konami rumors are to be believed, if the PlayStation Konami deal is in fact real and we're getting a Metal Gear remake, we're getting a we're getting a, a Castlevania remake. Brother, Come on, like, that's not what I, I don't want to see that. Morning chat, good to be a PlayStation fan. Good morning, Christos, it is. Christos, hey, come on now. I know my shirt's on, but we got, I got the Dark Roast back. I'm glad he's not overhyping the showcase. Overhype ruins everything. Yeah, I applauded him in his interview. I have a video today saying I, I actually do think he was wrong about something pretty significant. I have an upload coming about Phil Spencer. I, I defended him in the interview. I said he's right. He's right about certain things, but he was wrong about something pretty significantly. That video will come later today. He's not bashing, he's passionate about gaming, and if Microsoft falls, it hurts our hobby that we love. People need this fire towards Xbox that Lono has, and maybe they will care enough. I'm just telling you right now, there will be a narrative that starts to form when this Konami announcement happens. Just batten down the hatches, okay? When the Sony PlayStation Showcase happens and they get to announce Konami exclusives, there's going to be a whole narrative of, oh, so Sony's allowed to do it. That's, that's going to be the narrative. And the pushback is, yo, that's not on Sony. It's on Xbox. You made yourself unappealing to third party. Paul says, I don't think it's okay to be against what Sony is doing, but blaming Microsoft. This is on the dev teams also. They're going to end up with single console to make games for. Sony could then change that 30% sales fee to anything they want. Tub says, I don't understand people who defend Xbox. Xbox is like, uh, I don't want to say that out loud. If we just keep showing them love, they will, they won't change. Do you think if Konami and Sony team up to make Metal Gear 6, it would be successful? Yeah. Yeah, I've never played a Metal Gear game. I was super late into the PlayStation ecosystem. I didn't get into the PlayStation ecosystem until the PlayStation 4 Pro was Spider-Man. I was more Nintendo, then PC, then I was an Xbox guy. What if we get more China Hero Project games and this new India Hero Project 2? Right, I mean, that could lead to a whole nother arm of just Sony investment of, hey, we're investing in games. We're investing in studios. Bill hit it with a double whammy. He said people won't leave because of the library they build on their platform, but they push Game Pass this gen so it makes new people leave easily because they have no catalog. Man, Nick, that's insightful. I didn't even think about that. Excuse me, Lono? No, yeah, I've never played a Metal Gear game. Never played a Metal Gear game. Eugene says Metal Gear without Kojima is DOA. Yeah, a lot of people think that. A lot of people are of the opinion that a Metal Gear 6 without Kojima, waste of time. A lot of people think that. 
Kick doesn't have a resub button. Oh, you're just subscribed and you can't celebrate it? Oh, that's kind of lame. Kojima is the reason why Metal Gear was so good and successful. Lona, you gotta play Metal Gear games, iconic series. When am I gonna do that? I've barely put a dent in Jedi Survivor. Metal Gear sucks. I mean, it's one of the more iconic, more memorable franchises. You don't have to like it, but saying it sucks is kind of weird. Feels like the Asian devs are drawing those lines in the sand. Xbox and ABK can also draw that line, in my opinion. Yeah, if they can turn things around, it's not looking good. Guys, we're having a really, really good turnout today, heading towards 1,000 viewers. Make sure you are smashing the like button. When you hit that like button, it helps other people find the video, and it doesn't cost a thing. You can consider becoming a member. Five bucks a month gets you into an entire month of my extra content. It's only five. You get into my Discord. I do streams on Friday night with my wife i debrief every day with members only members get to hang out for that end of the day debrief and then on fridays i do an unfiltered debrief with vips and my producer joins me yo what's good brooklyn breed uh uh uh. when are you gonna play bloodborne i'm gonna play bloodborne when it's 60 fps death stranding 2 trailer was looking like a metal gear game little bit metal gear is solid just overrated splinter cell better than metal gear just my opinion man people are People are getting ready to fight in chat over Metal Gear. Kojima didn't want to make any more Metal Gear games, so I'm open to a new director, says 809 Lion. Um, he was talking about Metal Gear 6, possibly. Everything they've done since kicking Kojima to the curb has been terrible. While Kojima went off and made Death Stranding, which is my number one game of all time, I don't think a remake would be a good idea. Um... All the FMBs for Metal Gear Sick, uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 are already remake. Well, it makes sense if that's the one. Um, we really need a good NASCAR game. Us NASCAR racers want better graphics. We want to pick the license contract for NASCAR. Kick this out of chat, says Brooklyn Breed. Um, just remake them all. Yeah, I mean, a co- I don't know about a collection, like a like a Metal Gear Solid remake collection. That would be a taller order than just Metal Gear Solid 3 remake. The fan base is waiting for it, so the story does not stop on one person, to be honest. And I would be all... Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Also waiting for Metal Gear, even though the last game was not my cup of tea, it still was refreshing. Uh, Don't worry... Haven't you noticed every PlayStation exclusive sucks to Xbox fans? <laughs> yeah, until they play them. <laughs> uh, Lono, stop lying. You've played Metal Gear on the good old NES. No, I haven't. If I played Metal Gear on the original Nintendo, it was for five whole minutes. I don't remember playing that game at length or beating it. I don't think I beat very many re- original Nintendo games. Those games literally kicked you right in the face. Just right in the face. <clears throat> Metal Gear Solid 1997 needs a remake. Tall demand, tall order. I need you uh, to need it. We all need it. I mean, listen, I'm not saying that I don't want it. I'm saying that they're probably not going to do it. Lono of Diablo 4 is solid. Will you cover it like you did Destiny? I have no idea. That's up to the audience more than me. I don't know if this channel, as it's growing and as we're forming a variety gaming talk show that just continues to 
do incredibly well. I'm just extremely grateful that you guys tune in every day and trust me. And even yesterday when we covered Diablo, the turnout was amazing. Like we can cover quite a bit. Drilling down into one game, I think is going to be a challenge. I think we can do it. I think if the right game comes along, if the the right Goldilocks game comes along, but it would have to be an afternoon segment. The morning show is is too reliable. It's too it's too interwoven into people's day. I can't get rid of the morning talk show. I I don't want to get rid of it because I love it too much. So if we drill down in the one game, it'll have to be the right game. Diablo Four. I don't think it's going to be that game personally. If it surprises me, great. But it's shaping up to be a game. I think people toss over their shoulder two months later. You don't ship to Canada? Yes, we do ship to Canada. Creature, why isn't it letting her ship to Canada? We, I, we've shipped to Canada before. I have people that watch from up there. Uh, it's been good uh, to be back on the PlayStation after skipping the PlayStation 3 and 4, says Apparitional uh, Wolf Shadow. Xbox is no longer a viable option for this former fanboy. You covered Diablo. You're such a shill. That's right. Love your content, Lono. Keep it up. Thank you, Eric. Kind of buy a PS5. There's no way they're not going to bring back SOCOM. Metal Gear Solid 4 is still locked away on the PS3. I honestly don't think the Metal Gear Solid IP is above Kojima. You don't, wait, when you say you don't think it's above Kojima, you don't know if they can continue to do it without him? If Metal Gear Solid does get a remake, we will watch you play. You will. You'll get to see me play a Metal Gear Solid game. Ryan hits a month of membership. Says, just happy to be here. Thank you, Ryan. I'd love to see you try Grounded again now that it's finished and they had the latest update. Yeah, I just don't have any space for games like that. I just don't. It's got to be hyper-relevant if I'm going to play a game. As soon as I'm not doing the talk show and I'm playing a video game, half of you just leave immediately. And I understand why. You're like, I like a talk show. This isn't a talk show. This is just Lono playing something. For me, the schedule is perfect since it's 1535 here in Portugal, and I have it on the second monitor always while I'm working. Thank you so much, U-Boat. Yo, good morning, Abe. Good to see you. Your show's always awesome. You don't bring uh, don't bring yourself down. I'm not bringing myself down. I'm saying that you can't pivot from what people love to gameplay. Gameplay on YouTube is a dime a dozen. Everybody's doing gameplay. Have try and sit in a chair and talk for two hours and 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 do a talk show. That's different, right? Sitting and doing gameplay, anybody can do that. That's why there's so many channels that do it. It's not it's lower effort. I'm not bashing gameplay channels. The people that are successful put in a ton of work. What I'm saying is, is that's not what people tune in for. I just noticed my gifted membership, thanks to whoever it was. Yes, it was the first batch this morning, which I oh, I forget who it was, dadgummit. It wasn't Cardock Wren, and it wasn't James Tiberius Kirk. It was, I can't remember. The first batch of the day uh, was went to you. <clears throat> Uh, I don't ever want a show to take away from the enjoyment of you finally playing in video games. I can play in the evenings. We're going to get another Corey Barlog interview. We got one last showcase. Also, what are the Rockstar partnership? I don't know about a Rockstar partnership. That would, wee, that would be rough. Xbox is already going to have a really, really rough time, I think. The kickstream delay versus YouTube stream delay is night and day. Yeah, there's advantages and pluses over there. Like, I tip, I've already dropped 4,000 frames on kick. Their ingest servers suck bootay. But, uh, yeah, your delay is not as bad over there. Lona, you're underestimating the kind of gameplay you bring to the table. I don't want to watch someone do flawless runs. I want to see you struggle. It'll make myself feel better. That's fine. We have room for it. It just is never going to be in the mornings. I see quite a few Xbox YouTubers playing PS5 lately. 
Maybe they're throwing in the towel. Well, here's the deal. Here's the deal. I tweeted out something yesterday, and it just got it just got a ton of hate. It just got a ton of traction and a ton of hate. Vedger with two months. I've never owned an Xbox or even considered getting one, but I still feel your frustration on Xbox and everything they've inflicted on themselves. Yeah, my, my frustration with, with Xbox is more about the fact that that's where I cut my teeth as a gamer, right? That's where I have most of my games, right? That's where I own most of my games. Okay, so I tweeted this out last night. I said, if the PlayStation Showcase rumors are true, it's about to be the summer of Sony. I hope Microsoft fights back with their studios and property because their hardware sales in the Phil Spencer interview make future third-party deals feel like a pipe dream for Xbox. Now, that tweet did numbers, right? It's been seen 42,000 times and uh, a good ratio, 265 likes, 45 comments. So I didn't get ratioed. I don't know if I've ever been ratioed. Um, I don't know if I have. I think I got ratioed in a reply once by a grifter bot that catfishes. But anyways... I just mute them. They reply to my tweets and help the impressions. I actually think that when people read that, they thought I was talking about, like, game releases. And it's like, I don't think you understand what's about to happen. PlayStation's about to finally talk after a ridiculous amount of silence. It's been irritating. It's like, say something! Now, they did the PSVR 2 showcase... And then they did the Final Fantasy 16 showcase. And all of that's great, but I need PlayStation to talk. Right? I need PlayStation to talk. And they're about to. And if they get to announce all the things that we think they're going to announce, it's going to be the summer of Sony. Everybody's going to be talking about Sony. Think about it. They get to announce all that. They get to go buck wild crazy. And then once Diablo's out of everybody's system in the press, they get to drop Final Fantasy 16. It's the summer of Sony, baby. What, what, what? Xbox doesn't have games this summer. Neither does Sony. They don't have any first party. They have Final Fantasy 16. That's going to be pretty big. Second, second, Starfield's not landing until September. Now, now Bethesda and Xbox could answer back and do regular good cadence of like videos about Starfield because Starfield's one of the more anticipated games this year. But do you understand what I'm saying? Summer of Sony is not something that I will celebrate. I want a summer of video games. I want so many announcements. I want so many trailers. I want both platforms to look insanely good. And it's about, it, it just seems to be about so heavily in favor of one platform. What will they shadow drop? I don't think PlayStation's in the business of shadow dropping. September is summer, by the way. I, I, In my mind, summer has always been June, July, August. Like, those three months have always been summer to me. So, okay. Technically, according to the calendar, September could sneak in and be part of the summer. But growing up as a kid and taking off from school and going on vacations... June, July, August, like that's summer to me. Hot weather, air conditioning, popsicles, and slip and slides, right? So this showcase, what do you, I'm I'm curious what you guys think about this. June is spring. Shut the frick up, you calendar. All right, I want to know what you guys think about this. Jeff Grubb says he thinks PlayStation Showcase is landing 
mid mid to late May. I kept saying June first. Do you think they're gonna do two showcases, two shows, right? So they'll do their big showcase in May and then they do something else in June. Do you think they go quiet in June? Do you think they do the entire showcase in June? I guess the first question is, do you think they end up having to do three, I'm sorry, not three, two shows? Is that the question? Like, is that the solution, I mean? To their, to their I think they have too much to talk about, personally. Come on, guys, we're about to crack 1,000 viewers. Let's crack 500 likes, man. Where are those likes at? Unlurk for a second, minimize that chat, and give me that thumbs up. It gets more people in the door. What a turnout today. If you haven't been here before, I do a live interactive talk show like this. I am safe for work. Many people subscribe to the channel and they throw me on in the background of their day, Monday through Friday. If I'm ever not on your homepage, always check your subscriber feed, because I literally do a show every morning, Monday through Friday. Today's show, I'll give you a little bit of a recap, because you just got here. Great way to say, thanks for the recap, Lono, is to hit the like button, or give some members, or become a member. That supports the channel directly. You'll notice I haven't run any advertisements for over an hour. We don't live off of ads as a live stream. We live off your support, so thank you for that. All right, here's my recap. It's too big for one show. Too much for one show. I walked through the Konami rumors. Metal Gear Solid 3 remake exclusive to PlayStation. A Castlevania exclusive to PlayStation. Konami potentially included in the PlayStation showcase. Then they got to talk games and hardware, okay? Games and hardware... That's going to be tough. There's 20 plus studios right now working on things for Sony. I only outlined seven. I discussed what seven of them could be doing. The surprise showcase, the surprise studio being at the showcase for me would be Sucker Punch. Is there a surprise game that you would like to see there? A surprise studio that you would like to see? I want to see Sucker Punch there. I want to go to Tsushima 2 trailer. Or at least bring Ghost of Tsushima to PC this year. Right? DK Beggar says, Hey man, thanks for the recap. And he gifts a member, taking us to 17 members on the day every 25. I got a gift back. And it goes to Chris Toast! Yes! I love when I see names I recognize get it. You can go watch the past member stuff. Alright? Get in there. Brian, coming in with 10 months of membership, says, Love to see you grow and thrive. PS5 has some solid games coming and you love to see it I'm seeing people say infamous I'm seeing people say uh, twisted metal uh, I'm seeing people say Metal Gear 1 and 2 remake I'm seeing people say so calm another person says infamous alright we you know there's there's always some surprise games and surprise titles that can show up there's that, that that's always a possibility keep the chat going so I said Walking through all the games and hardware that might be there, I said, Sucker Punch shows up, confirms Ghost of Tsushima. Now, I have my own theories about the next Ghost of Tsushima being online with a multiplayer component, being live service, basically taking what they learned from Legends and baking it into Ghost of Tsushima 2. A lot of people are like, please don't do that. I think AC Valhalla is going to have an impact on games like Tsushima going forward. We'll see. 
over here on Kick. Sven says, I want to see Siphon Filter from Bend Studio. Great turnout today on Kick. One of the larger turnouts we've had in a while, 23 people. If you want to become a paying member over here on Kick, I greatly support that. Uh, they, they actually have a better split if you want to double dip. That's super helpful if you're a member in both places. Now, the next thing that we're almost guaranteed to be at the showcase is Insomniac. There's no way Insomniac is not a centerpiece. Spider-Man 2, in my personal opinion, is going to blow the doors off the year. I think it's next-gen performance. I think it's graphics. I think Digital Foundry is, is I think one of those guys is going to pass out playing this game. That's what I think. I am hyping it. I am. That's And I, I don't do that very often. But where there is smoke, there is fire. And the smoke around Spider-Man 2... One of those Digital Foundry guys is going to get hospitalized playing this game. They're going to be like, oh, what about PC? Like, anyway. Also, a part of Insomniac being there is Wolverine. Right? Wolverine, I think they're going to remind us that they're making it. I think it'll be another cinematic trailer. I think they'll do an extended version of the cinematic trailer that we've seen so far. Claws come out camera pans up. They're going to let us see Logan. That's what I think. I think that's how they're going to handle it. They might even in the Wolverine trailer, it'll be a cinematic trailer, it'll be an extended cinematic trailer, they might even flash up on the screen 2024. They might. Okay, they might. So that's another thing that I mentioned. Naughty Dog. I think Naughty Dog will be there. I think they're going to want to show off factions. I think they're going to want to give us a release date on factions. Factions could be a surprise drop this year, late, late, late this year, you know, just because they want to have more first party presence. If they don't feel the pressure to do that, you know, factions will probably be next year. So I think Naughty Dog will be there. I don't know if Naughty Dog will be there and say anything about other property projects or something beyond factions, because that's going to be free to play. It's going to be multiplayer, definitely a live service game. Okay. So I think Naughty Dog will be there. Then there's speculation that we see Blue Point shows up. Blue Point shows up. They're a part of the Konami presentation. They're going to talk Metal Gear. They're going to talk Castlevania. Like, if these are remakes, you're going to bring in Blue Point, right? These, again, this is rumor. This is speculation. But there's thoughts that Blue Point might be there as a part of the Konami rumors and the Metal Gear 3 remake, right? You think factions could shadow drop? I don't think you shadow drop. Number one, you can't shadow drop something we already know about. Number two, I don't think you drop something that's attached to such a big piece of first party property, right? Dad and Reforge, I got a job. Yo, Lord Bacon the Destroyer. This guy's been so generous in the past gifting members, and he gets a job. Good for you. Somebody, somebody gives some members in his honor, right? Take up the mantle. This guy used to go bonkers crazy. Super, super generous. So, you know, Blue Point might be there. According to recent interviews, another game that could be there, Gran Turismo 8. Gran Turismo 8. They could give us a date for next year. Maybe. Maybe. They're already working on it. It apparently is already in development. I don't know what the turnaround time could be, but... Was Gran Turismo 7 cross-generationally supported? Yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people are asking for a new kill zone. I'm seeing that everywhere on Twitter. I'm seeing kill zone. I'm seeing SOCOM. 
After Tlu2, Naughty Dog ceased to exist for me. It's unfortunate for you. Last of Us Part 1 Remake was so, so good. You guys think it's too early? GT will take forever. I don't see a way that GT8 is ready to show. Okay. All right, you guys are shooting that one down. All right, all right, all right. No GT8. Okay, it was cross-generationally supported. Okay. GTA will be like five years. Okay. Well, hang on, hang on a second. Hang on a second. GT7 was 2020, was it not? Or was that last year? Oh, GT7 was last year. I had it in my head that GT7 was a release title. That's my mistake. Sorry. Sorry. I was thinking because it was cross-generational that GT7 landed in 2020 for some reason. I'm thinking that was three years ago. Now's when you'd start talking, right? Now's when you'd start throwing out uh, trailers or whatever. My mistake. It was last year. Yeah, it's way too early. You guys are correct. Sorry. I cover a lot, and sometimes I get dates mixed up in my head. It's I've done that before. That was my mistake. I didn't play GT7, so that's why I had the dates wrong. Uh, Eugene's got the timeline here of the games up to now. Um, yeah, they space them out by about five years. Okay. Yep. No. Okay. Well, in my mind, we were, it was time to start talking about it. Yo, Sam's going to put us on the doorstep of the daily goal. 22, oops, 22 members on the day. Five gifted members from Sam. Thank you so much. Sam goes to Jareth Keith. Uh, Jerry, Nick, Complicated Sam, Buko, and Dawn. And then Tiger 2 Actual. Tiger 2 Actual. He wants to blast past the goal. He takes us to 32. That rolls it over. I now owe you five. I could owe you more if you guys get to 50. A big one. A 10 gifted member bomb. We have such a generous community here. I love seeing names that haven't been gifting so you guys can spread it out. We've had some heavy hitters doing all the gifting. I love seeing the community share that responsibility of just sharing the 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 load of like, hey, we got gifted content. You guys want to be a part of this. YouTube's doing a great, great job of putting members' content in front of you. So if you've been enjoying those debriefs, those streams with my wife on Friday night, You're going to want to pick up your own membership so you don't lose that next month. We make it really easy. You can spend a dollar. You can upgrade to Member Plus for one buck, and then you're no longer in the gifted member pool. You could also upgrade to VIP. For five bucks more, you upgrade to VIP, you can be a part of the unfiltered debrief at the end of the week. If we hit 300 VIPs, I'll do something special for you guys on that Friday segment, right? I'm not going to take my shirt off and hit my thighs like Alex, but, you know, I'll think of something. Some other games that could be there. I'm kind of walking through my recap. Right. Willie Kale with 10 months and it's a member plus. All this SOCOM and Siphon Filter talk is hitting me right in the nostalgia. Sony owner since day one. Mortal Kombat 12 is possible. James Tiberius Kirk says, I'm going in again. He says, I'm going to go in again. People are competing for the Eknor Award. Most gifted members in a month gets you a free bag of coffee. There you go. Thank you so much, James, for five gifted members. Pushes us to 37. I'll give you guys a total member count. The stretch goal of 4,000 members is, like, actually within reach. And the stretch goal of 4,000 members is I take the beard off. I haven't done that in... I've been married for almost 16 years, so I haven't done that in probably 17 years. Grand Theft Auto 6 trailer. People are predicting the Grand Theft Auto 6 trailer. 
another gifted member coming in from Lone Wolf. Thank you so much, Lone Wolf. So generous again. Nearly a thousand watching again. Great stuff. It's just been incredible. Another gifted member coming in from Lone Wolf. He says, I'm not done. I'm coming back for another one. Thank you so much, Lone Wolf. Um, Corey Barlog's new IP. I think that's too new. I think it's too new. Lone, Lone Wolf says another one. He says, let's just let's just round it out to 40. Round it out to 40. Another one. Big Mac. Lone Wolf's doing a member train all by himself. You guys do realize you can gift one member at a time, right? Don't shave your beard. You see my neck? I did this on Sunday. You don't have to worry. It's like, it's gonna take like a week to come back, right? This, look how dark it already is. Look at that. I did that on Sunday. I don't use a razor. I just use a beard trimmer. I will not take a razor to my face. I think they're going to just blast off with the best stuff they have to show, says Derek. Well, something else that's getting thrown around. A lot of rumors around Bloodborne Remake, Remaster, Bloodborne 2. I don't buy it. It's too new, but Corey's last game was 2018. No one's mentioned Jade Orman's new IP. Jade Raymond's new IP. Sorry, sorry. Shave your head. No, 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 no. This up here, we don't touch this. This is this is sacred land, right? Yo, Sam gifts a member, and it goes to Niz uh, Ra? Or Niz, Niz? That seems like one of those names where you're trying to get me to say something. Clean Shaver Riot? Oh, no, I can't use a razor. My skin's too sensitive. I'll, it'll, I'll break out. It's terrible. I, can't, I, I cannot use a razor. It's awful. You want a clean shave? No, you won't get it. I'm not gonna hurt my skin. You'll get it. Look, trust me. It'll it it'll look alarming. Fingers crossed on a new SOCOM. Eugene says, "I want to see a little about a lot." Now, there's a lot of people that are gonna be in that category. They're gonna be like, "Listen, just talk about everything, bro." Talk about literally every piece of property you got. Talk about every every studio, every project, everything. Give me a lot, but I want a little about all of it, right? A little about a lot. Yo, what's good, Zuby? Mm. Uh, they teased. You also teased in the last showcase. That's why I think it's likely. Keep in mind, games and Sony showcase don't come out for like two years. I said that backwards. I want to see a little about a lot. Did you mean to say you want a lot about a little? Yeah, there's two there's two ways to approach this. Do you want a lot about a little? You know, 10 big announcements, but you want a lot about those 10 big announcements. Or do you want like 25 announcements and that boom 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 they go buckshot, right? Creature stop Lono from cutting his beard. Listen, it's up to you guys. Do you guys want a member count? I'll give you a member count. Because you're doing great again today. 41? That's freaking incredible. Right now, 3675. Three, you're 325 away. 325 away. Mike says, I'll put a dent in that. You guys went crazy the other day. You could do it again. You, you, it's, it's definitely within reach. 325 is, is light work for some of y'all. Creature says the beard is safe. Oh, he doesn't think we're going to get the 325. Okay. He's calling you guys to the mat. 
Could go see uh, a pro and get you trademark. No, 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 no. There's a job listing with an unannounced first party game this year. I think Haven's game. Yeah, Haven could be there. I didn't mention Haven, right? I didn't do it. I didn't mention Haven. Don't cut your beard. Just do a party type stream. My son's baseball game got bumped. The Just Dance stream is still on for Friday, right? You can see over there. That's a fanny pack that came with the outfit that I'm going to have to wear. The leg warmers and the headband and the wristbands came with a fanny pack. We're going full, okay? You're going to want to be here Friday night. Member count, 3675. Well, 3676, because somebody just gifted one. What should we do to help get the subscribers up? Should we all take to Twitter? Listen, one of the best things to do for a channel like this Share the video in places where you're allowed to share it. Don't go spamming somewhere where you're not supposed to. Like, share it where you're allowed to share it. Share it with people that you think might enjoy it. Like, you know, you got friends on Facebook. Do you have a good Twitter following? Are you in a Discord? If you're allowed to share in those avenues, let people know. Say, this is a great safer work daily video game talk show. Come support it. Come become a member. Becoming a member is $5, like, right? Like, you spend more net on Netflix and Hulu, and there's people that are here literally every day for 9.30 to 2.30. They're here the whole time, right? And they're members. Five bucks, and they get to be a part of all of that. Yeah, and hit the like button. That's the easiest way to get this video, like, going into great places on, on YouTube. We only need 12 more likes for 600 likes. Five gifted members from Lone Wolf. He says, here's a way to support. Here's a way. Just dr- drop 25 bucks and say, here's here, let's get five people in the door. Right? Uh, we got one to Jason Nieves. We got one to Amentrios. Uh, we've got one to Matt. We got one to GMAC. We've got one to Off the Grid. Uh, my my Greek is really, really rusty. Uh, yeah, I can't read the rest of that. Oh, I don't know what the rest of that is. A, a main? A main? Trios? I can't remember how to read. I, I probably butchered that. Been a long time. DLW, love you, Lona, but you certainly don't have any problems self-promoting for sure. What What do you mean? This is my show. <laughs> this is my show. I send out a daily tweet. That's it. I'm not self-promoting anywhere else. Self-promoting is when you go on like other people's streams, discords, or Twitter feeds and promote your content. You're in my show. Um, I want to see Bungie's new IP at Sony Showcase, whatever it's called, matter. Yeah, I don't know if Bungie's going to be there or not. I don't know where they stand. Uh, I don't know where they stand with progress on that. You know, it, it, this have they expanded enough? Have they uh, have they allotted bandwidth for it? You know. Now everything I outlined is only seven of the potential studios that could talk out of the twenty plus actively working on projects. Okay, there are twenty games actively working on projects. That's not even including like everything I just said. That's not even including hardware. There's the potential for big hardware announcements. Right? There's a potential. Because, if you think about it, they've got the PSVR 2. They have 
the uh, the potential of the handheld, right? The PlayStation Q Lite handheld. There are so many ways that this could go as far as hardware announcements. I don't think they're just going to talk about games. I think they're going to want to talk about hardware. You know? We're number fourth. We're number fourth on the live gaming hopper on YouTube. I'm incognito. That's freaking amazing. Starfield's ESRB rating hints at microtransactions and or DLC. Yo, what's good, Dan? Facts show new IPs. Castlevania used to be a Souls-like SNES NES game. Yo, what's good, Skaternator? New controller colors? Nah, I don't really care about that. As far as hardware announcements go, I think at the PlayStation Showcase, I think you're going to see PSVR 2. They may even talk about how it's going to be available in retailers. I think that needs to happen. PSVR 2 games, okay? That's within the vein of hardware. Kind of. I think they may talk about what they're doing with the actual unified SKU and the detachable disk drive. I think they may talk about that. That's going to lower production costs. That's how they're going to increase distribution. That's how they're going to make good on their PlayStation 5 restock you know, projections that they have. And the third thing is the PlayStation Q Lite handheld. I'm telling you... Cloud gaming, gaming on the go like that, I think it's about to have a moment. And I think PlayStation made the right call. I think they're going to be able to to ride the front of that wave as people start thinking differently about cloud gaming and gaming on the go. Especially in markets where there's really great Wi-Fi everywhere. If they show new controller colors, PlayStation fans would dunk on it. They ain't Xbox. They'll be ticked for taking up valuable time. If you're going to announce hardware, announce hardware. I don't need to know about colors. VR games is essential. I think the PSVR 2 will have its own section of the showcase. I do. I do. Bethesda Game Studios is finally gearing up to show Starfield gameplay in just over a month. This will be the first major appearance for the game since 2022 and expectations are through the roof for the epic story-based RPG. Recently, the ESBR rated the, the ESRB rated the game, revealing aspects like violence and drug use. The ESRB has now elaborated on this rating with the latest information pointing toward microtransactions for Starfield. Why it matters. The gaming industry has a rocky relationship with microtransactions. Many are not fond of selling additional items in full-price games, but others believe microtransactions do no harm. Yeah, we'll have to see. That's 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 not a I don't think that's actually a huge concern. It isn't. I don't you want to sell microtransactions, you want to sell DLC. Go for it. Right? Go for it. I you know, what what matters to me is performance, right? What matters to me is performance. We got to see Astrobot I don't want to see anything about PC there, too. Oh, I forgot to mention that in my show open. There will be PC game announcements at the Sony Showcase. Believe it. Believe it. There will be PlayStation PC game announcements. This is my this is my prediction. I did this in Phase 2 live stream. I did this in my uh, PlayStation Showcase predictions uh, live stream, right? essentially said that a portion of the the announcements will be dedicated 
to PC game announcements, right? And here's what I think is going to end up happening. I actually think they're going to surprise us. Horizon Forbidden West is coming to PC. I think they'll give us potentially a date next year. Horizon Forbidden West, PC 2024. I think Ghost of Tsushima is coming. And I think they drop Ragnarok holiday, November or December, on PC. I think they can throw it to PS Plus in November. You get that 12 months later, throw it to PS Plus. And then I think Ragnarok hits PC December. I think they're going to surprise us with that. Because according to the God of War Ragnarok developers, when they brought God of War 2018 to PC, they changed some of the pipeline and some of their procedures with Ragnarok that'll make it bringing it to PC faster. It'll, it'll make it easier, okay? Also, Herman Hulse said in an interview that the earliest you'll see games porting to PC is a year, okay? And what better game to bring to PC that quickly than... God of War 2018 crushed it sales-wise. It's one of their more solid ports. It had virtually no problems. I don't think it really had any problems. Highly praised, highly reviewed, sold like crazy. So if there's one game that's going to land in the window that Herman Hull said, you will see games come to PC in that window, I think Ragnarok's your best candidate. Why? We know they're not going to do DLC for it. We know they can bring it to PC faster. We know God of War 2018 was rock solid and it sold like crazy. Ragnarok's the game to do it. Ghost of Tsushima, I think, gets announced as well. But I think Rag- I think they're going to surprise us with Ragnarok. Forget PC, no offense, but let them wait. Have you looked at any of the revenue reports of how much Sony's been making from PC? They're, they're not going to forget PC. Ragnarok won't go to PC for a long time too early for Ragnarok we'll see who's right I it's it's one of my wild predictions it's one of my wild predictions but I'm telling you there's a lot of reasons to do it there's a lot of reasons to do it no DLC you know you're done with the game they they have indicated that first party games coming to PC the earliest you would see it would be a year I think the best candidate is the one that was the most commercially successful on PC. The one that developers have already indicated could come to PC faster because they literally changed how they built Ragnarok because of what they learned when they ported 2018 to PC. I'm telling you, if there's a game that has a commercial impetus and a logistical impetus to come to PC that fast, it's Ragnarok. They can do it quicker there's no DLC planned. It did very commercially well on Steam. I don't know. Just it's one of my wild predictions. Every once in a while, I'll go out on a limb and say, "Okay, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a little bit of a wild one here. I'm gonna make a wild I'm gonna make a wild prediction here." There's definitely an Atreus DLC. No, no. They all but said there is no DLC coming. Now an Atreus mini game. Like a $40 Atreus game, like a surprise game where you just play as Atreus, how they did the offshoot Uncharted game for like $39.99. I could see them doing that. I could see them doing that with uh with the uh, with Atreus. 
Demon Souls feels so clunky after Dark Souls Trilogy and Elden Ring. Oh, I couldn't go back to Demon Souls after Elden Ring. I felt like I was trying to drive a semi-truck. I think the year clock didn't start until New Game Plus dropped. Yo, cat! Oh my gosh! Always so generous, cat. She drops a 20 bomb on the chat. Takes us all the way to the doorstep of another milestone. 67 out of 75. I now owe you 10 members. Another 25 milestone with a 20 bomb from Cat. Always been so generous to this channel, to my family. Thank you, Cat. I don't really care about boy. Boy. If Ragnarok goes to PC, fans will be angry. If Ragnarok goes to PC, fans will be angry. Why would fans give a frick? Like, I want this to land in your heart. If 13 months after Ragnarok comes out, it goes to PC and that makes you angry, then you're stupid. <laughs> like, there's nothing else to call that. 13 months later, if it lands on PC, you're like, that makes me angry. You're stupid. You don't want them to make more money on their property. What, you don't want Santa Monica to make more money? You like Ragnarok? Well, yeah. Do you like playing the games? Uh Uh-huh. Do you want to make more? Well, of course. Then shut the frick up. Maximizing profit on the property makes sense. Eugene says the year clock starts when console development is done. We don't know that. You're claiming that. That's, that's, That's not what was stated by Herman Holst. Herman Holst did not say that. He said that the fastest you would see it happen is 12 to 13 months after the game comes out. He didn't say what you're saying. You're creating something new. There has been no narrative that we'll do it 12 to 13 months after we're done working on the game. The team that was in charge of New Game Plus was likely a fraction of what was needed and likely not even the same team that would bring it to PC. Whoever's bringing it to PC, porting it over, come on. That's not the same people working on New Game Plus. He literally said it. I, I need to find the direct quote. Herman, Holst, PC, 12 months. Um, he believes they'll have to wait at least a year. Then going forward, he says, we'll see at least a year between releases on PlayStation and the PC platform, possibly with the exception of live service games. He's not talking about active development he literally said at the very least the fastest you're going to see it between releases is one year I've made my best argument that I think Ragnarok is a strong candidate for that to happen it's a strong candidate for that to happen the other way to read that in my mind if console development is still going then PC development hasn't started I think that's just way too dichotomous so Santa Monica as a studio They're doing nothing until they're done adding New Game Plus. You don't think there's any other fires going. You don't think there's any other projects going. It's until we add New Game Plus to Ragnarok, you guys can't move on to anything. That's incredibly dichotomous for a studio that size. The amount of people, the amount of bandwidth needed to add New Game Plus is a fraction of what that studio can do. I I don't think that that's even logical. That would be so inefficient as a business. Yeah, guys, can't do anything. Can't move on until we get new game plus shift. What the frick? 18 people could handle that, maybe. I don't know. I don't know how many people did it. Jim Ryan says no parallel development. Yeah, That's not parallel development. Adding new game plus to a complete product. You're misusing parallel development, in my mind. 
in my opinion, you're misusing parallel development. Hang on, I gotta, I, I gotta thank some resubs. 13 months from Joe Vivian as of EIP just got here what I miss uh, I'll do a member recap I just did a recap I can't do it again Xanatos with 9 months best channel for gaming may have been absent due to life but I'm happy that the membership can roll the support uh, keep rolling to support Lono's content thank you I think you're misusing parallel development when he said the context of what he said in parallel development was we don't want to be actively developing a game and also developing a game for PC New Game Plus is not active development of Ragnarok. That's just simply not true. The game is developed. The game is shipped. It's gold. It's completed. It's out there. They're no longer in active development of Ragnarok. A small team adding New Game Plus? Santa Monica didn't do the port, by the way. I, you just hurt your own argument. If Santa Monica didn't do the port, they have a complete game in Ragnarok that can be ported to PC. That has already started. Believe it. They're already doing that. That that team that worked on the port isn't sitting around waiting for New Game Plus to be added. That that's that's post dev work. Salty Gamer with ten months and a VIP. Welcome back in, Salty. The process is the main studio finishes the game and then hands it off to the port studio. How is it not active development? They're developing new features. Because porting a game doesn't need to have that. Like, do you need the DLC to be completed to port a game? No, you're porting the base game first. You're porting the base story, the vanilla version of the game, the engine, the assets, the, the I don't know, the rule sets. By, keep in mind, they said they changed pipeline in Ragnarok when they brought the game to, to, to when they brought God of War 2018 to PC. I just, having that company sit there and do nothing while you work on new game plus i just i don't believe that what l- listen listen to what you're saying that means according to herman holst the only way a game shows up a year after release is if they ship the game and they no longer support the game they're not adding it updating it they're not doing anything to it what what game is going to fit that bill what what game is going to ship to playstation and they do nothing with it and they're just done and then they can hand it off to the porting team and the porting team can get to work so then it can land within a year. If he says that the earliest you're going to see a game release on PlayStation and then release on PC, the earliest that happens is one year. That means that you'd have to have a game to fit that to fit that timeline. You'd have to have a game that literally drops and they don't do anything with it. Alright Abe, catch you later. Too soon for Ragnarok? You've already said that. Continuing to assert that isn't doing anything to move the art, you know, the discussion forward. You just continue to restate an assertion. I understand that you think it's too soon for Ragnarok. Thank you for saying that for the fourth time now. You're assuming the port studio is doing nothing. I didn't assume that. What I'm saying is having the porting studio not working on the port when the game is done while they work on New Game Plus seems like the wrong order. The port has been commercially successful and the game received praise from critics and Santa Monica itself. Jetpack continues to work with Sony Santa Monica on the God of War franchise. That's from the port team. That's from the port team themselves. I don't, yeah. mm -mm. I'm telling you, man. Ragnarok's going to be different and I don't think they sat around and waited for New Game Plus to finish. 
the port team themselves is saying we're continuing to work with them on the God of War franchise they're already working on it I think they were working on it before the new game plus stuff landed we are now also working directly with Sony to develop one of its flagship IPs within its much anticipated live service games portfolio I wonder what game that would be you think they're helping with factions I bet we see PC gameplay for Ragnarok in the showcase that would be awesome you think we'll get anything from Housemark? According to the Reddit thread that I read, Housemark is working on a new IP, I believe with the multiplayer component, and it might be too early to hear from them. However, Returnal did ship three years ago, so depending on how quickly they moved, because I don't know who ported Returnal to PC and how much Housemark was involved in the port, right? I don't, I don't know. Lona, you're thinking Ragnarok is coming to PC end of this year? Ah, uh, yes. Yep. It, it's okay if I'm wrong. It's just a fun prediction to make. The God of War PC did so well, and Herman Hulse said that the earliest we see a game land on PlayStation and then on PC is one year, and then one of the developers said they changed pipeline on Ragnarok because of the things they learned when they brought God of War 2018 to PC, meaning... It's going to be easier to bring God of War Ragnarok to PC. Not just because they've already done it, but because they literally changed the way that they built Ragnarok. Ragnarok's got its wheels greased. It's ready to go. It's going to come to PC faster. That's what I believe. I believe Ragnarok will hit PS Plus in November. Maybe earlier, but November at the the very latest. And then Ragnarok hits PC in December. I would like to see a remake of Twisted Metal 1 and 2 similar to what they did with Tony Hawk. Returnal shipped two years ago. Shipped three years ago, did it not? Returnal released in... Oh, April of 2021. Why do I keep thinking Returnal shipped in 2020? I keep thinking like consoles landed in 2020. What landed in 2020? Demon Souls. Ratchet and Clank and Returnal both got kicked to the next year. I didn't. I always forget that. I always think in my mind, 2020 console, 20, you know, 2020 games. That's right. Returnal was two years ago. You're correct. Not to mention the people stating that the new PS5 systems are the future of the industry. What article did we see that in? Yeah, that's all. That's a whole other talk show. That's a whole other talk show. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, to lampoon that. Okay, so the consoles landed in November. That makes sense. That makes sense. They probably had to scramble. Golly goodness, to get those games out, they probably had to scramble to get those things out in April. That was everybody was so scared they were going to be shipping their consoles with no launch titles, especially after what happened to Halo. Like, who wants to ship a game without without launch titles? Ragnarok is still selling console bundles. <clears throat> I don't think we'll be seeing anything about Tlu to PC till season two of Tlu. Ragnarok won't see a PC release until mid 2024, at least. The 2023 lineup for PC will be Ghost of Tsushima, Demon Souls, and Ratchet and Clank, like it was leaked on that Nvidia leak. 
So you think you think it's Tsushima, Demon Souls, and Ratchet because of the Nvidia leak? The Nvidia leak hasn't uh, hasn't really been wrong yet, you know? It hasn't been. Why do we think Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart hasn't made it to PC yet? Is it because required specs would be too high for it to be commercially successful? I would imagine that the Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart gameplay with the data controller is posing a challenge. You don't just need an SSD to run that game the way that they built it. It's unique in how they handled a lot of the rifts and a lot of the... uh, the sections of the game where there's no load time, you just like walk through a hole in 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 the world, and you're in another area. That's really really unique about that game. Now, countdown to when somebody in chat who's like drooling on their Xbox is like, "Well, I heard that they could have done that on the PS4." Okay, one quote from one person who was speculating about what was possible on the PS4 about the grabbing the rifts and teleporting forward is not what I'm talking about. But people who haven't played the game and want to and want to immediately dismiss it will say that because they don't know what they're talking about. When you're walking around the world of Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart and there's a rift in time and you can just walk through it and you're in an entirely different area, that right there is being handled by the PS5 architecture in a way that might be posing a challenge to PC. It's not as simple as just, oh yeah, just bring the game over. The way that the SSD and the data controller, like they built the game for that. They, they literally harness the power of the PS5 and they're like, we can't do this on PS4. I agree about PC, says Benevolent in, uh, in the members only Discord, where there's no character limit, by the way, says, only pushback. What if they have plans for a standalone Atreus game? Do you think that they would hold the PC game until that is closer? sometimes they like to bring something to PC first like when they brought Horizon Zero Dawn and then they start talking about Horizon Forbidden West they bring God of War 18 then they start talking about Ragnarok they bring Ragnarok then they start talking about Atreus I I think they could do it in that order I think you're right though they might want to have Atreus come out if there is an Atreus side game they would maybe want that to come out first the game instantaneously instantaneously transmits you to a different world. Yeah. People were so jealous of, of Ratchet and Clang Rift Apart, they were like running to, to grab headlines. They were headline hunting. They were like, well, this guy says it was possible on the PS4. <laughs> Number one, the guy was speaking out of turn. Number two, he was purely talking about the lasso movement. He wasn't talking about the rifts in time that you go to an entirely different area. You can like you can like peek behind the rift and there's nothing there. You walk through the rift and you're in an entirely different area with its own skybox, with its own mechanics, with its own rendered area with its own rendered stuff. No load time. That bringing that to PC is going to be a challenge. Kind of like a bridge and a testing ground to see if a full feature game for Atreus is a good idea. I know that Doc Dark is playing and he he thinks that like Atreus is more, you know, more fun than than Kratos. I think Atreus gets long in the tooth personally. In Ragnarok, I think he gets long in the tooth because his 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 stuff's so limited. It's very repetitious. It's very arcade-ish. That was like my least favorite part of the game. Atreus is fun, really cool, 
And then I was like, okay, we get it. Okay, we get it. Okay, I'm sick of playing as Atreus. Like, I got I got tired of playing as him because it just felt very arcadish. It's like I unlock all this stuff, there's all these different things I can do with, with Kratos, and then Atreus is like got, you know, the same the same six moves over and over again. Do I need to play Ratchet and Clank before playing Rift Apart? No. Dive right into Rift Apart, one of the best video games I've ever played. One of the, one of the best video games I've ever played. It's truly a, a marvelous experience. All they do is make movie games. You know what's going to be funny? Is watching all the people that said all Sony does is make movie games, get a PS5, start playing the games, and just eat an entire bucket of crow and being like, yeah, these games are nothing like each other. Ratchet and Clank and Returnal are a great example. They are nothing like each other, and they're phenomenal. They are some of the best next-gen games that you can play. Literally. There, there's not a ton of next-gen games you can play. It's not a super long list. And those two are at the tippity-top. That's why Returnal deserved Game of the Year. Sven over here on Kick says, Hellblade had something similar with how the puzzles worked, where you had to walk through the arches to the other side of the puzzles. Definitely not to the levels of Ratchet. Yeah, that was different, though, because it, it changed minor pieces of the architecture of an existing space that you were already in. It didn't take you somewhere else. It altered the architecture of the room you were in. That's actually not even unique to Hellblade. Other puzzle games have done that. Ratchet took you to another physical space. It wasn't like, oh, if I look through this door, a new set of stairs appears in the room that I'm already in. Very different. Very different. But good to point out, Hellblade did some very creative uh, puzzles. Bear said, I didn't buy the hype, but after playing the games, the hype is real. Returnal received Game of the Year from the BAFTAs. Yeah, it was weird once the podium was clear of games undeserving of being up there because people wanted to stroke Microsoft. All of a sudden, Returnal shined in the way that it was supposed to. One of the truly, one of the only true next-gen games to launch that year. I love It Takes Two, but Returnal was Game of the Year that year. It checked all the boxes, and uh, It Takes Two didn't check all those boxes. Red Deathloop shouldn't have been up on the podium. Deathloop was was average at best. It did not deserve to be on the podium for Game of the Year, and it clouded the waters. If Returnal would have been the only rogue on the podium, it wasn't even on the podium at the Game Awards, which was a dadgum tragedy. It was a Deathloop. Deathloop, I think think Deathloop, for whatever reason, got media darling treatment that year, and I think it messed up the Game Awards. Threw everything off. It created an imbalance in the force. Spending money for next-gen in the hopes of a good game... People who call them movie games are dumb and dub just because they have cinematic elements to them. Oh, it's a movie, bro. Well, people that claim that all PlayStation does is make movie games, they're literally admitting they've never played them. Like, they don't understand what they're saying. They don't understand what they're saying. It's 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 almost like saying, well, all those movies are just special effects movies. Like, oh, Okay, so a method of telling the story reduces it down to to its parts? That's it? I'm not sure a full rogue game can make Game of the Year. It did at the BAFTAs. I think that's kind of a checkmate, isn't it? I mean, it did at the BAFTAs. Like, so, yeah, somebody considered it Game of the Year. I mean, come on. 
It Takes Two was ambitious and definitely deserves to be up there, but it wasn't a next-gen game. And it didn't it didn't do it was doing something they had already done before to a certain degree. Now it was genre blending. That was Creature's point every time it came up. It takes two blended like seven game genres into one. They deserve credit for that. They do. Zero doubts that they, they deserve that 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 acknowledgement. But Returnal is a work of art. It's in another category. Returnal is a masterpiece at every level. Storytelling, action, gameplay, soundtrack, voice acting, ingenuity, innovation, ambition. It do, there's if if you try to take a box and not check it on Returnal, you it's just so difficult. You have to check every box. This is coming from somebody who doesn't like rogues. <clears throat> I played them. They have a lot of deeply acted cutscenes, not playing but watching, but in no way is that a bad thing. Right, it's not a quality detriment. If anything, it's a quality additive. It's like this actually makes the game more compelling. Makes the game more compelling. I, I like Days Gone. Days Gone has some of the best emotion capture that I have ever seen in a video game. I think Days Gone is incredibly underrated because of all the bugs it had at launch. Whoever pushed that out that it wasn't ready, whoever made that call, they permanently damaged that game. And it is a shame because Days Gone, to this date, I think has some of the best emotion capture in a video game. The, the scenes where you see his face, it's, it's impeccable. My favorite scene in the game is where the guy with the helicopter like basically makes him pull the gun. And the look on his face of why'd you make me do this? Don't please don't make me do this. It's phenomenal. It's so well done. It's such a shame what happened to Days Gone. It could have been just another zombie game, and it's not. It actually has a very compelling story and really good characters and really good writing and voice acting. And all people remember it as is, oh, it didn't do well, it got bad reviews. Yeah, because it was a buggy mess. It is such a shame. That game is one of the better ports, honestly, that doesn't get talked about enough. The Days Gone port to PC, that thing is rock solid. It runs very, very well. But sadly, they rushed it out when it wasn't ready. I hope PlayStation learned their lesson with that and the Last of Us PC port. You can't, you can't treat your property that way. Your property deserves so much more respect than that. So, I'm okay with the thinner year from PlayStation. I am. Do you want to know why? Like, you want to you dunk on me on Twitter? Go for it. I, I appreciate the impressions and all the new followers since you think ratio on Twitter matters. I love that people think that matters. Because all they do is feed you more clicks. If you, if you look at this year's cadence, you can mock Sony all you want for having a thinner cadence. Isn't that better than what you've got right now on Xbox? Like, seriously? Do you think Redfall deserves to even be mentioned? It's an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment. It's a cobbled-together tech test that they charge $70 for. You really want to include that? Like, yeah, well, Xbox has got more games coming out. Okay. I I can bring more food out and put it on the table, and if it's burnt or undercooked, it ain't gonna matter. We give you more food here at our restaurant. Yeah, everything's undercooked. I'm going to get salmonella. Wait, wait. 
Yo, Joe Vivian gifts a member pushing us closer to that really nice number of 75. I'd rather have a thinner cadence if it means that, okay, maybe they're sandbagging a bit. Maybe 2024 has more games, but at least they'll be ready. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? At least they'll be ready. What Redfall is, is giving everybody a stomachache. Everybody's throwing up. It's it wasn't it wasn't cooked all the way. It, it's it's raw. And that's always the thing is it's like you ask the question. So I asked the question on Twitter. I said, without Bethesda, what would 2023 look like for Xbox? And everybody's getting angry and bringing up, oh, well, all you're getting this year is Spider-Man 2. I'm talking about Xbox. What? Who gives a frick about PlayStation? If all you own is an Xbox Series X, what difference is it to you how many games I get? What difference is it to you? It's like, that's how people cope with the truth. They're like, you know what? You're right. Without Bethesda, we're not getting very much this year. And what we're getting? Redfall's pretty rough. And if you don't like rhythm games, then Hi-Fi Rush doesn't matter to you. Oh, but PlayStation's only getting Spider-Man. Is that on your homepage on your Xbox somewhere? Is that a video game you can play? Where do I install that game? Where do I install the, the copium about how PlayStation has less first parties? How do I play that game on my Xbox? Because I don't see that in the Game Pass funnel. I don't see that for sale in the store. So I don't see what that has to do with the discussion. It's like, as an Xbox owner, I'm looking at Microsoft saying, yo, what are y'all doing? Where's the, What's going on? This is the year that I should see something. If you wouldn't have bought Bethesda, I'd have virtually nothing to look forward to this year. Just like last year. What's going on? Well, my PlayStation only has Spider-Man. Who the frick cares about that? What's that do for me? What's that do for me? Imagine, imagine. That, that I'm sitting here as an Xbox Series X owner, and that's all I own. And I bring that up, and I'm like, dude, if it wasn't for Bethesda, we'd have virtually nothing to play this year. And one of the games from Bethesda was a literal garbage fire. And your response is to point at PlayStation and say, well, they're only getting Spider-Man? That doesn't mean anything to me. That has no bearing on my experience. I can't install your copium on Twitter. I can't play that. What's this about the dimension hopping? Digitaltrends.com, Ratchet and Clang, Rift Apart interview. Oh, this is about how... Could you, Do you think this might point to them not being able to bring it to PC, Eugene? The most immediately impressive part of Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is its dimension hopping gameplay. At several points, the game sends players into alternate realities. In one especially impressive early gameplay sequence, Ratchet falls through several portals, instantly teleporting from world to world without a single loading screen. That moment 
might leave some fans frantically searching for the seams. But Fitzgerald says there are no illusions at play. The PS5 is just that fast. We're not secretly loading the level in the background and just swapping it. In the sequence where you're falling through portals, you don't start loading the next location until you're in the middle of space. We transition you into it and then unload the old one and then load the new one. It's all happening in that 0.7 seconds that you're in there. Any little tricks that Insomniac uses are so minuscule that players could blink and miss them. For example, when a player smacks a crystal to switch a world to its alternate version, there's a split-second white flash that overtakes the screen. The entire swap level loads in the instant when the screen is whited out. Perhaps the most surprising are the transitions between planets. Anytime Ratchet or Rivet travels to a new planet, a cutscene shows their spaceship departing one dock and arriving at another. Players might assume that's an elaborate way to load an entirely new planet, but Fitzgerald notes that those moments are not strictly there for st- are, are, uh, that he notes they're strictly there for storytelling, not as authored loading screens. As I said, bringing Ratchet and Clank Rift apart to PC is going to be a challenge. going to be a challenge. It may still be the most technically impressive game we've had thus far when they implement this stuff with Spider-Man. Yeah. I, I'm going to have to probably use that rant I just went on as a short. Are our upcoming first-party PlayStation games coming to PC or still only PlayStation releases? I believe that most PlayStation first-party games will land on PC 18 to 20 months later. I believe that'll be the typical cadence. That'll be the typical cadence. So imagine that a game lands in June of this year. Let's just pretend that that's when Spider-Man 2 lands, okay? Let's just pretend that it lands in June of this year. I believe Spider-Man 2 would then land on PC next year in December, around that time about a year and a half later. I believe that's going to be the typical cadence, is 18 months. Because at 12 months, they can kick it to PlayStation Plus and get value out of it on the ecosystem. And then at 18 months, it can land on PC and they maximize their profit on the property. I just think they don't need... I just think they need to not sell them at full price on PC. I think they hurt Spider-Man Remastered on PC by selling it for the price that they sold it at. I think that was a mistake. I do. More and more, they're going to have to consider, you know, their their pride about, you know, the optics on price. Um, I think they're going to have to give up some of that. I, I don't think you can be like, oh, yeah, let's, you know, let's, uh, l- let's, let's charge the same price on PC because, you know that's just what we want people to look at our games and think that yeah well steam steam people aren't going to see it that way they're not they're just not going to see it that way they're going to look at it and say you know what are you doing why are you charging this much money when they look at those price points especially like look at what happened to you know redfall as an example right look what happened to redfall as an example Redfall was $70 in Steam, and it was like the fifth most pre-ordered game on the Steam global charts. What do you think all those people did after they played for an hour? What do you think they did? Uninstall refund. Like, they dropped 70 bucks in your game. So, I think one of the problems with Spider-Man was they didn't drop it day and date. They dropped it later. 
if you poured a game that many years later, you got freaking stones the size of Mount Everest charging full price for that. Not, I wouldn't even necessarily say stones. I would say, hey, that's a, that's a little delusional. <laughs> the PC audience isn't going to accept that. They're not going to say, oh, that's fine. Yeah, that's totally fine. Uh, you know, you give us the game a year later at full, you know, two years later at full price. They're going to feel, you know, uh, <laughs> they're going to feel a little insulted by that. They're going to say, what are you doing? That doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense to, to us. And I think that they would be correct. They would be correct in saying, that's a little ambitious. Remaster standalone on console launch at 50. Yes, and when they sent it to PC, it was 60. And I think people looked at it with a raised eyebrow. They're like, when Spider-Man came out, it was $60. You're charging it for 60. You're charging 60 for a port all these years later. The, the PC audience looked at that and said, what are you doing? We're getting this years after, and you're charging full retail price? I, I think it was a mistake. I think, it, I, it, it, I think Spider-Man, it hurt Spider-Man's reception on uh on pc big time big time heard it now i have a video about phil spencer and why i actually think he was wrong i kind of defended him in my video the other day but now i'm saying the homie's wrong about something pretty significant okay and you guys have about 18 minutes to keep hammering away at this member goal you're seven away from 75 you are seven away from 75. I will owe you 15 members. I gift these during the premiere. We'll go over and watch the Phil Spencer video all together. It will premiere, and then we'll go hang out with members. Member total is at 3702. You guys actually got the member count to 3700. So you are now within 300 of the beard shaving goal, and the VIP count is at 269. Nice. So the VIP count bumped by two today as well. Thank you for that. That's an end of the week thing. All members are a part of the daily debrief that we do. You're all a part of it. We do that on uh, every day at the end of the day after the upload. Uh, if we do an upload, if we don't do an upload, we do it after the live show. Um, does that mean Spider-Man 2 will not come to PC if they use what they use in Ratchet and Clank? That's an excellent question, Player One, because a lot of us have speculated that what they did in Ratchet and Clank with the Rifts will show up in Spider-Man 2 gameplay because they will be doing basically, you know, maybe some Into the Spider-Verse stuff, right? If they decide to do that Into the Spider-Verse stuff, then that could make it tough to bring to PC, Right? Creature says you're not going to make it to 4K. The beard is safe. Creature's really trying to provoke (laughs) y'all. I'm not. I'm not trying to provoke y'all. Just the beard or full body manscaping? This isn't a console. I literally... I have literally hundreds of thousands of games to play, says Wheezy. Then buy it. Point proven, I guess. What are you guys debating, Wheeze? Um, mm, uh, I've not seen Wheezy talking in chat until just now. 
I don't think PlayStation is dropping that price. PC fans are going to have to grill the beef up and eat it. Yeah, it's a port to PC, but it's new to PC. Here's the thing, though. If they can measure... If they can measure commercial reception on PC and they can see that, oh yeah, this hurt us. We we need to not do that again with the price point. Then they'll drop it. New to your channel, I'm loving it. You remind me of real journalism. Well, thank you. Well, Robert, you got a gifted membership. So you can watch the premiere. Everybody can watch the premiere about Phil Spencer being wrong, but then you can come hang out with the members only debrief after the fact because you got a membership. So rock with me today and you got plenty more show to watch. Guys, do me a favor and smash a like button. We only need 23 more likes to get to 700 likes. What a banner day for the channel. Thank you so much for all the support. I don't think there'll be correct games uh, that only go down in price because they aren't selling. They're trying to move them. It's not less of a game. I'm not saying it's less of a game. Homie, there is... There's just typical value degradation over time. Right? When the new iPhone comes out, you can buy the iPhone at a lower price. When the new Spider-Man 2 comes out, end of this year, you're going to see, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, the original Spider-Man is great, but this game's better. You're playing an older game. You're playing a game that's not on the front of the wave. Just because it's new to PC doesn't mean you should be charging full price. Now, now, if, if they measure it commercially and Sony says, doesn't matter. Remember when we looked at the, yesterday I uploaded a video about is $70 hurting sales? And I did the numbers. It's like, if you sell 43 items at 70 and you sell 49 items at 60 you actually make more money on the 43 items you sold less items but because of the extra ten dollars you make more money okay so there's always that tipping point of okay yeah you only sold 43 but you sold each item at 70 this guy over here sold more than you he sold 49 but he sold them all at 60 you made more money you generated more revenue. So Sony could be looking at it commercially and saying, yeah, we, uh, we, we definitely sold maybe less than we would have, but we made a ton of money. According to this report, Marvel Spider-Man Remastered is Sony's fastest selling game on PC. Beating out Ragnarok's pretty impressive, right? James Wolfgang with 12 months. It's a member plus. Finally got the yellow gold badge. Here's to another year of heated debates. Thank you. <clears throat> you guys got about 12 minutes. 12 minutes if you want to get seven more members in that count. Hit the join button or the dollar sign button at the bottom of the chat. During its fiscal year 22 quarter two financials call, Sony stated that Marvel's Spider-Man Remastered was its fastest selling game on PC. Although the company did not reveal any sales figures, Steam Spy hints that the game has sold at least 1 million copies on PC. Marvel Spider-Man Remastered is a great PC game that was a bit too heavy on the CPU. The team that handled the PC port was Nixus. Unfortunately, though... There are currently no plans to provide any additional CPU optimization. Thankfully for NVIDIA owners, the game's October 12th update added support for NVIDIA DLSS 3. It manages to improve overall performance in CPU-bound scenarios, as demonstrated here. Apparently it sold faster than Ragnarok. 
Ragnarok did really well last I checked. Uh, Marvel Spider-Man is still done writing its page in gaming history. Uh, oh, isn't done. Even as Insomniac keeps teasing villains for the sequel, namely the remastered edition of the game just broke a UK sales record by becoming Sony's biggest PC launch in the country, surpassing God of War by a significant margin. It sounds like it did okay. It's Spider-Man after all. Spider-Man's the most popular, you know, hero in existence. Globally. Globally, he's the most popular. Same article. On an international level, God of War might still be the company's biggest PC launch to date. According to public data from the world's largest PC game storefront, Marvel Spider-Man Remastered is Sony's second biggest Steam launch. However... The record is derived from the number of concurrent players. Anyone who purchased Marvel Spider-Man Remastered at launch without playing it isn't counted, and the same goes for day one buyers on other platforms. For added context, GSD data shows God of War PC port sold nearly a million units in its first 10 weeks on the market. Right, same article, Wheezy, but look at the qualifier. They're talking about concurrent players being the, the, the record. Also, that's not talking about fastest selling. The first stat is fastest selling. Gabriella Sunrise takes us to 69 members on the day. Nice. You guys got 10 minutes to get six more. Take these people hostage. We will be doing a members-only stream after the Phil Spencer video. Everybody should watch this video. Because Phil Spencer's wrong about something pretty significant. And if you're an Xbox fan or a PlayStation fan, it actually matters to you. It does. PC ports these days just make me want never want to get a PC. There is a growing narrative forming that PlayStation 5 is becoming the premier platform to develop for. Right? I There's a narrative forming that doesn't bode well for PC Master Race. It just doesn't. Doesn't bode well. Stone Spire with a gifted membership. He bumps us out of the nice category to 70. Just need a five bomb to put a little cherry on top. Who wants to take the crown? Loney, Lonnie Lozano. Lonnie Lozano got the gifted member from Stone Spire. Stone Spire has been so generous, so supportive of the channel, man. Thank you so much, Stone Spire. I love seeing somebody who still has their white badge just going crazy. Just going crazy hard for the channel. Sometimes PC players look out because they get games plus all the DLCs for us. Oh, they luck out. That's true. Sony's financials say differently. Literal financial reports, stockholder reports, Spider-Man was selling faster than God of War. They talk to devs about creating a platform that helps them. Windows is not doing that. Yeah, during its fiscal year 2022 quarter two financial call, Sony stated that Marvel's Spider-Man Remastered was its fastest selling game on PC. Fastest selling is just such a weird stat, though. I mean, that could just mean like literally it got the most sales in its first week. That doesn't mean it generated the most revenue. We just crowned King Charles III. Should have been Mark Cerny. <laughs> I expect devs to make games multi-plat these days. Sales are what matters. Exclusives exclude all the gamers and the other platforms, which is bad business. (laughs) I don't know. Look, if Sony's coming to you, 
like let's just imagine the Konami deal is real and they come to you and say listen we're going to build this we're going to help you build this it's going to sell like crazy on the PlayStation we'll do a one year exclusive and then we'll help you kick it over to PC look at what we've been able to do with our own property look at the sales figures third party developer and a publisher is going to say that sounds awesome that sounds awesome I mean, I don't know that's compelling Renab over here on Kick says, I'm really disappointed in how PC is looking. I bought a gaming laptop with a 3060. Anything better than 50-70% more expensive uh, than this is not going to be able to play any of the good upcoming Xbox games. Yeah, people who hate on exclusivity, I- I've got a planned show talking about that. Right? First party exclusives are bad. I just think that narrative is silly. We need four more likes on the video. Smash the like button. Somebody drop a five bomb. We got seven minutes left before it's time to go to the Phil Spencer is wrong video. He is wrong about great games. Konami's like, what? We couldn't even run this game on the Nintendo Switch. Exclusivity for what? These Sony dudes are fools. Let's accept their deal. (laughs) As I said, Shelly, I think we're going to see a lot of inadvertent PS5 exclusives or very easy to land PS5 exclusives. Who wants to make a game for the Xbox right now? It's not the PC's fault that its ports are not running well. Your newer graphics don't care what it's playing. It's the port, not the PC. Sure. Jeff Grubb said that Microsoft knew Redfall would be a disaster the whole month before it launched. Does that mean Phil lied in his interview about it being shocked uh, and it scored double digits lower? I haven't had chance. Uh, I have not had a, a chance to research those claims. You buy mods. Uh, mods are awesome. So PC will always be the best in my mind. Leave Phil alone. He's a beautiful man. <laughs> I bring that up in this video that we're about to go watch. How people like try to make him look stupid in their thumbnails and in their in their headlines and in their in their images. I'm like, come on, why do we gotta keep doing this? Like I always try to find a good picture of him. I'm not trying to make him look derpy, you know, like people do to Jim Ryan. Especially Japan, where if you own an Xbox, there's no physical game in stores in sight. The Xbox section is just a gift card. My unpopular opinion, use a PC for what it's for, internet and office, use consoles for gaming. Well, I mean, come on. Yo, DK Bagger says, come on, guys, let's get this done. Let's get this done. Let's get some more people in the door. Catwalk's going to do it. He's going to do it. 76 rolls right past it. (laughs) You guys now have five minutes to do 24. I'm just kidding. Thank you, Catwalk, for blasting it off. I now owe you guys 15 members. I will do it in the premiere. Every 25, I give 5. You guys are crushing it with the generosity lately. It's just been insane. We're going to come out with this whole thing smelling like roses, says Creature. Sorry, I've been in and out, uh, but I'm hearing it's time for me to go full PCMR. Console games are for children. Zelda games are for toddlers. <laughs> yeah, PC Master Race. That's right. That's right, Zubair. Can I request a recap? Alright, final four minutes of the stream. I'll give you a recap. Somebody drop a somebody drop a 25 bomb. Let, let's hit 100 today. Let's hit 100. Alright, alright, alright. Here's your recap. Here's your recap. I broke the opening monologue into three pieces. The Konami rumors, games and hardware announcements that will be at the PlayStation Showcase, and is this too much for one show? The Konami rumors are as follows. There will be a Metal Gear 3 remaster, remake, 
that they will be exclusive to the PlayStation ecosystem, exclusive to the PlayStation platform, maybe a timed exclusive, but it will be a remake of Metal Gear Solid 3. There's also rumors of a Castlevania game being a part of the deal. Essentially, what Jess Corden said, he heard it was Silent Hill, Metal Gear Solid Remake, and Castlevania. Then, with respect to games and hardware, I listed seven of the 20-plus studios that could show up at the showcase. I just mentioned seven and walked through the unbelievable amount of properties and projects that are apparently all in the fire right now, which led to my final thought. Because in addition to all those games and studios, there's also hardware. There's the PSVR 2. There's the new unified SKU to shrink uh, the amount of PlayStations that are offered to lower production costs to help with distribution, which leads to, is this too much for one show? Are they going to do the showcase in May? Because that's what Jeff Grubb is saying. Mid-May... Uh, no later than the 25th. I kept saying June 1st. Kick off the month of June. Get out in front of Summer Game Fest and make sure you've got your, you know, your top of mind marketing for one solid week. Now it's looking to me like they might have to do two shows: a showcase in May and then a state of play in June to be a part of the Summer Game Fest, to be a part of everything that's going on. I don't think PlayStation or Sony would want to say everything in May and then go quiet in June. I imagine they would want to do two shows. There's your recap. Don't have updated numbers for Spider-Man, but it's very hard to look at the fastest selling and think it won't end up selling as well. PC ports continue to boost sales for PlayStation games, skyrocketing Spider-Man and other titles on charts. I want a Metal Gear Solid 4 remaster. Sony is going to set the bar so high, I think the other shows will really struggle to overcome Sony's hype and be victimized by comparison. I think Sony made the right call. I think Sony made the right call. I think they said... Let's just hold our showcase. They crushed it last year in comparison to what Xbox did. Let's just hold our showcase. We don't have to do anything. We don't have to do anything. We, we, we launched Forbidden West. We launched, you know, we launched we launched Ragnarok. We launched GT7. We had a great year. Let's just go quiet, you know. And it was also really good because then everybody just focused on the ABK deal. Everybody focused on Microsoft. You know, Microsoft had to keep saying that Call of Duty was going to stay on PlayStation. That was fantastic. Free marketing for PlayStation ecosystem confidence. What did I tell you? I said, you know, Jim Ryan's getting Phil Spencer to constantly talk about how Call of Duty's not leaving PlayStation. Call of Duty's not leaving PlayStation. Look what happened. Hardware sales went way, way up for PlayStation, and they went way, way down for Xbox. You literally got your comp- your competitor to keep talking about your platform and to keep building consumer confidence in your platform. So... I think Sony made the right call. Let's head over to this video. Phil Spencer was wrong. I need your help on this video. Get over there and smash the like button. It's a new video. It's a premiere. We'll be hanging out and chat together. And then, if you're a member, you can come to the debrief. We can discuss it after for members only. It's a bit of an end-of-the-day behind-the-curtain look at everything I do, how I plan shows. It's kind of an AMA. And we can discuss why I think Phil Spencer was wrong about making great games. Okay? You can use the link in chat. And when we get over there, I'm going to gift the 15 members that I owe you. This is a great opportunity to potentially get a gifted member. If you're watching on Kick, head over to YouTube, Reforge Gaming, so you can take part in the premiere and then become a member if you want to become part of the debrief. So to the rest of you, click the link in chat, head over, head over, head over there and smash that like button. I'll see you over there. And I'm going to gift some members, so get over there. You might get one. <laughs>